And people are like, flopping around on the ground and shit. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Man, what am I smoking? Oh yeah, hot. Lots of weed. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. Stoned on pot. Probably a lot of edibles. I, I like the pot much better. Hello. This is a result of that. You're gonna get flipped off, and I'm gonna fucking hackle the shit out of you. It's just how it goes, man. Nothing personal. Just another Tuesday in the bowl. Getting a little hackled. Just comes with the territory, man. It's all right. It's all good. You can relax. Because it's Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. You're listening to episode 173, by the way, of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're in the bowl. Thanks for listening along, whether you're on the No Agenda stream, streaming live every Tuesday after DH Unplugged gets wrapped up, or whether you're at the Bowlers stream, hanging out with all the bowlers at bowlafterbowl.stream. Thanks, Cotton Gin, for that easy-to-remember URL that'll get you there. Or hell, whether you are listening on your favorite podcast app in the near or far future, we welcome you just the same. Glad you're here. And uh, get you settled down. Get you settled down after a zany, crazy week that is just, uh, it's not getting any more sane as the hours go by, is it? No, it's sure not. Getting a little bit more nuts. Uh, every time the clock ticks and talks. Every block is crazier than the last block. Had a little power outage during the pre-show, which has never happened before. Hopefully that's back on. I'll knock on some wood. Knock on the sturdy desk there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we stay juiced for the rest of this, because that's not something I want to do again. No, complete reset. Stuff blowing up outside, which is typical this, uh, this week of the year. Yep. Still blowing up. Uh, no clips being emptied right now. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Wait till the midnight hour. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, now all the fireworks are on sale. Like, buy one, get three free. So, this yes. is the time. This is the hood times to go buy the fireworks. That's right. Firework clearance. But we had a great fourth. Yeah, yeah. We always, it's a tradition to go up to my buddy's place. Up way out north. Yeah, he has great acreage. Perfect for fireworks. Yeah, I was, man, I wish I would have got that place. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, 30 acres, plenty of field and forest, and it was a pretty quiet night. It's a sick spot, man. Responsible fun was had. Yep. Which is always good, you know, because uh, the fourth can be kind of gory, and I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> no one does, but, yeah, sometimes bad things happen. Yeah, I kept a careful eye. Yeah. A well. careful eye. On the heavy machinery, on the light machinery, on the sparklers, <laughs> everything children. that was going on, I was I was kind of doing a little hover. More than my usual self. I'm not usually like that, but... Uh, the little kids and the big kids. You were watching them all. Yeah. When it comes to the, the kids, you know, they don't usually play with the fireworks. So they did sparklers this year. 
which is fine, but you just have to constantly be reminding them. And some kids listen where to better point than it others. And when to like, you know, to stop waving it around wildly. Because those tips, man, they get hot and then they break off and then they send, you know, hot freaking embers everywhere. If you're just waving it around like a maniac. I made sure that the kids were standing more than an arm's length away from everybody and each other. Oh, the old six-foot safety stance. Oh, God. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, you got to make sure that, because uh, it, it's tricky, sparklers. There's the lit up part, but then there's that big, long section past what's actually lit up that you can't see. It's like shadowy because mm. it's past the bright spot, you know. But that's like the really hot ember coal that's still kind of able to burn anybody. <sighs> so, yeah, we got through that. Unscathed. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. And I saw sparklers are being banned in some areas of the state. That's what I've heard whispers of. I've heard yes. whispers. Yeah. Nothing official. No uh, press releases hitting yeah, my I, inbox. I haven't seen the citation, but uh, that's what people are saying that uh, they're banned now. Hmm. Well, which actually, it's like the one thing that I guess could make a sparkler cool. <laughs> Is it yeah. being illegal to, to light off? <laughs> Shh, we have sparklers here. <laughs> <laughs> sparkler bombs can be incredibly fun. You ever do a sparkler bomb? Uh, Well, two fourth of July's back, I saw someone attempt it, and it uh, just, like, didn't do anything. Yeah, you've got to get it, like, really tightly taped. There was a bunch of tape on it. I was like, really? Okay. I'm, you know, I am not a person that's going to go about trying to do those things. No. No. I don't like loud noises, you guys. I definitely know. (laughs) I don't like blowing things up. I don't like loud noises. Yeah, I didn't even see when you disappeared, but it was at some point. Oh, well, yeah, the fireworks started, and our middle child had to go to the restroom inside. She demanded to go inside because she, well, had to go number two. So I was like, okay, I took her inside the house. Then there were toys inside, and she's like, hey, just want to stay here. I could tell she was kind of nervous about the fireworks, so I was like, that's fine, but I have to go back out and get my phone and check on the other kids, so you stay here. She's like, okay. I go back out. Then the oldest kid had to go to the bathroom, and she's like, my stomach really hurts because she was eating all this crap food, dump cake, brownies, nachos and cheese, like not having good food, you know, despite Mm -hmm. all the good food available. So I was like, all right, I'll take you in. And then the only one left was the baby who was, you know, socializing with other people. And I said, oh, he's just coming in with me. That way I get all my kids in one place. <laughs> I don't have to think about it. So then we just watched the fireworks from inside the house, which was cool. It still worked. I mean, they were still only like 10 yards away yes. at most, you know. So plus, yep. you know, then that, uh, I, I preferred that too. <laughs> yeah. I figured when you were uh, AWOL, I was like, ah, oh, she's taking refuge. It wasn't It wasn't me, though. Like, I had a good seat outside. Yeah. Far no. enough away to feel fine. and It just all happened. Uh, it just worked out. Yeah, exactly. It just worked out. I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't, I, it's like I was saying to you, I don't have any cool, I'm not a vet. I don't have PTSD to back up the thing, but I just get really angry when things are blowing up around me. Like, I just go from zero to ten, and I get fucking angry, and like I don't like it. Fireworks, gunshots, and balloon pops. Yeah, exactly. Those three things can just set me off, and I don't want to be that person. What if somebody, like, pops a chip bag? That's not so bad. 
you always bring me you always bring me the uh oh the biscuit cans yeah i don't like those peeling off of open a biscuit can <laughs> yeah i don't like that <laughs> the last one got you though the last one i was, was glad uh, i brought it to you last one had some extra punch to it no doubt yeah no doubt so plus uh i think it was two fourth of july's ago there was like a bonfire going and i was sitting by with the baby and some jackamo kept throwing fireworks into it and i was like dude john was what three months old i'm like you have this whole 30 acres go somewhere else and do that crap but like i said this year is a very responsible it would have to be crowd last year if john was, was three like, months old oh yeah what did i say like two, two years, years ago? ago yeah well time flies man time it's it a tricky tricky thing but yeah it was a good weekend it was a good weekend and you got a bunch of stuff done at your pop's house too yeah, we ripped that whole damn fence out. Yeah. Sweated my balls off. Pulled a bunch of poles out. Called uh, the hog story five minute limit while I was like almost <laughs> done. <laughs> I was yeah. just like sitting on my ass trying to recover for the last like two poles or whatever. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. Now it's like, so my pop, he moved into this place. It was like a horse lady's place. And so she had a big section fenced off inside of the outer perimeter that's also fenced and so we just took down this inner fence because it goes, it kind of separated the house from an area that the horses could roam in. And so now, like before, if you let the dogs out the back door, they would go down and they would have to like go directly to the gate, which is like, I don't know, 20, 30 yards um, to the south of the porch. So you have to go south and then cut into the backyard. Now you can just go. Now you can just hit the bottom of the st- deck stairs and just go. There's no fence anymore. So that's that's very convenient, not only for just access to going down to the pond, but also just mowing and life in general. Yeah, the girls' little green vehicle that they drive around. Yeah, they're pow, pow, power wheels. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's nice just being able to walk straight back to the pond now. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. You know what else was nice is... uh. That new Jim Brewer special we watched. Yeah, I've got a link to it in the show notes tonight. I, Somebody had to say it. I saw all those toots and uh, some action about it. Um, I don't know if it's toots or tweets or whatever. Who cares? Same difference. Saw it uh, posted. And it was just like the clip of him like making fun of how cocky the vaccinated people were at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is probably going to be pretty hilarious. So I just suggested that we throw it on, and uh, it's free. They put the whole thing on YouTube. They published the whole special on YouTube, which seems to be a trend, by the way, lately. Uh, putting it all out there on YouTube. Whatever it is, I didn't know if it's just like the setup that we have, like the audio setup that we need to look into more at my dad's, or I I can guarantee you part of it's YouTube sucks uh, for audio. Poo tube. But uh, you can change settings both in your home theater system and in YouTube itself, I think, to make it a little bit more bearable. It was pretty fucking rough. Uh, it would be, like, too loud when he would get close to the mic and really, like, into the mic. Oh, yeah. But then when it was just normal, it wasn't loud enough at all. Yeah. So we'd have the volume cranked, and then it would just be, like, kind of hard to hear and then too fucking loud and then kind of hard to hear. But we we got used to it a bit. The ads suck on YouTube, too. They, like, break in at the most inopportune, crappy times. Yeah. 
But you can skip them in five seconds or whatever. He was beating on those mics. Trade-offs. He was. He just <laughs> smacked up one of the mics too much, and they had to bring him another one. Yeah. During but one the, of the special bits. starts right off it's, with It launches that with that exact bit. I know. I, I thought that would be buried deeper in, but he just gets right into it. Strong start. Uh, yeah, it felt like kind of, uh, an older school, and of course it is Jim Brewer, so, uh, for those who aren't as familiar, he was like a mid-90s SNL alum, like mid to late 90s, um, and yeah, it just felt like the old school type of comedy specials, you know, that would just, uh, make you howl. Yeah. And, uh get you teary-eyed from yeah. laughing so much like your belly is like sore from laughing so much i highly recommend that one. it was, a, it was fantastic yeah it touched my heart it was, it was cool one. like that little bit he said i couldn't even i don't want to fuck it up uh, no but what he said we came back at the end after applause and said like two sentences at the very end it was just like a, a basically a, a white magic spell yeah so cool it was excellent yep it was all good so you got to check that out Jim Brewer. Um, Jim Brewer. We'll have a link. Like, uh, Lauren yeah. already grabbed a link. Somebody had to say it, and he did. <laughs> Somebody definitely had to say it. That was awesome. Well, happy International Bikini Day. All right. Yeah, this one's rooted in history, because on this day in 1946, the look was debuted by a French designer. Ooh la la. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Did you see her breasts? Most of them. A lot of them. <laughs> a lot of boobage. The boobage. Long live the bikini. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Very sweet. That's all I got for my wow. like, uh, <laughs> intro <waiting>. stuff. <laughs> I was waiting but <laughs> we always like to kick things off by thanking the bowlers who make this show possible. That's right. Definitely. Um, we're a value for value show. It's right up front. Before we get too crazy deep into anything, uh, we like to thank the people that put this show together. Uh, we can't do it all by ourselves. It's not just me and Lorian sitting in a basement every week. It's a lot more than that. Uh, all throughout the week, people are sending us links to stories. They're chatting in the chat room, bullafterbull.com. You can click on Listen Live to get to the chat, the IRC chat. Uh, you can also go on there and click to get the stream link. Or you can just go to bullafterbull.stream, which I probably should update the link just to go to that. It's so easy to remember. Uh, appreciate Cotton Gin for getting us that URL. Appreciate NodeBit, NodeDebit, NodeBite. Uh, we know him as many things around here, but we also know him as the man who provides us that IceCast streamer, that streaming server uh, that we stream towards. And, uh, of course, over the holiday weekend, I didn't uh, get a chance to work on anything that I wanted to work on or talk to him about uh, the SSL cert. So uh, things are still kind of as they were. I, I mentioned that a bit last show. But, uh, you know, it's holiday weekend. What are you going to do? Yep. Party. Party. <laughs> the partying was accomplished. I did uh, finally jiggle enough handles to get the donate page working. All right. So cool. Donate page back up. <laughs> so I didn't rewrite the website like I've been threatening to do for two years, but uh, hey, at least the donate page doesn't redirect to the homepage anymore. Sweet. Yeah. You gotta love that. It's the little things, you know? It's the little things. Bullafterbull.com slash donate. But you could also find the PayPal button on the footer of every web page. That's right. It's uh, it's easy to find. You scroll away at the bottom of wherever you're at on our little website there. Yeah. That purple monstrosity that we know and love. <laughs> and uh, a few people did that, actually. Oh, in- cool. Including, I wanted to uh, give a shout out to Farmer Todd, who we mentioned at the kind of toward the end of the show last week. He came in uh, after the buzzer, uh, but we did put him as a producer for last week's show. He gave us 
999. He just said killing it. Thanks, Farmer Todd. We're killing it. So thank you, Farmer Todd. I wanted to make sure that he got mentioned up front this week. Uh, we also had uh, Kevin S. is back. Kevin S. of Central Coast of California. Remember him? Yeah. $5 stonation. Woo! Thanks, Kevin. He's a $5 a month uh, recurring donation, so we appreciate that. That helps a lot. Pew! Just to keep all of those regular expenses uh, caught up and up to date. And then we also had the one and only Reverend Cyber Trucker come oh, through. Yeah. Thanks, Rev. He's got twelve fifty in the bowl. And his note says bowl split from Metal Moment donations. Very cool. So metal. So thank you, sir. And uh yeah, you can also uh if you really dig in that metal moment, you can um there's a request line. Yes, you can there call is. in with requests. And you can also uh donate in a metal moment way. And that uh, gets shared between us and the Rev. So, uh, RevCyberTrucker.com, I believe. Is that the URL? I believe so. I'll have a link in the show notes. Hobbly, hobbly, hobbly. We always link it. And I got the metal request phone number. Oh, yeah. Too. Let's hear it. It's 816-366-8333. Yeah. So, all week you can like request what you want the next metal moment to be. Which is cool. It's a cool little new feature. Rev's always trying to... Uh, bring new flavor to the metal moment so that's right he's always up in the value that's right he's killing it that was our paypals uh but we did see this in the mailbox today physical mail now you can hear it it's a nice card stock uh this is from our buddy m andrew jones coming in again all right and uh he always loves to send a card with some lovely wildlife on the front this time it's two horses in a big grass field just kind of getting their trot on. And uh, card says, Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean, I apologize for being incommunicado lately. I had to move rather suddenly, and I find myself with three jobs. Ooh. Way to go, man. Uh, keep up the good work, he says. We'll talk more soon. Sincerely, M. Andrew Jones, Baron of America's Mountain, Viscount of the Very Fine People. Well, thank you, M. Andrew Jones. We appreciate that very much. And I've been... Uh, Meaning to get in touch with him ever since the block party. Because um, we did get one book of his off. And um, I also want to kind of tell him about our plans to make... I kind of want to ask him. Because we yeah. we have plans to put the book in the BTC Pay server so that anybody could buy a copy of Metal, signed or unsigned, with Bitcoin at any time. Um, the thing we just kind of have to nail down is do we want to just add that to our store or do we want to make a separate store? Because it's not that much effort to make an extra store. Right. Um, and it just depends on, you know. Yeah. It just depends on his wishes. I don't want to do anything that uh, he wouldn't want to do. So. Exactly. Plus, if it's like his store, he can add all his books there. Oh, and I didn't mention uh, he had a money order for $33.33. Should mention that. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate the value there. Uh, in fact, don't we have a... Uh... Oh, we got something. Thank you, bitch. <laughs> no, that's not the one I wanted. But <laughs> it's pretty good. Love it. Look around. It's a full bowl. It's so full. It's packed. It's packed. You know, we also get plenty of value sent our way in this brand new podcasting 2.0 space. Uh, if you want to participate, you can get a new podcast app and a nude podcast app. One that doesn't wear any clothes, you know, one that is just bare. One that is uh, running around with their derriere to the sun. You can go to nudepodcastapps.com to get you one. If it's not uh, filtered out, make sure to select the app 
filter and the value filter. That's the important one, value. That'll show you uh, which ones will have a little wallet that you can fill up with Satoshis, little pieces of Bitcoin, and start streaming and boosting yeah. all that stuff. And uh, participate in the new, uh, the new live sons of bitches, like everybody loves. Uh, and I'll scroll back here to the last, uh, last one that we read. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, it has to start right here. One, 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 from our buddy Harv Hat. All right, Harv oh, Hat. Goodness, but no, this is Ablecraft. So oh I'll, no. <laughs> I will be shush. Harv Hat is good at ending the shows and beginning. The he shows. is, man. It was like right there at the end. Boom. It's like exactly where I wanted to go, but then it's like, ooh, no. Uh, then the next up, 200. 200. I want to make sure that I'm not skipping anything. Yeah. Um, scroll back, scroll back. It's cool. I think I was skipping some. I bet you were. Because there we got, there we got, there we got. We got Phoenix. Oh, yes. Remember Phoenix and Phone Boy had a little war? Yeah. And They're then, playing ping pong uh, boost. And then we had a high voltage when we touch when we boost. That's right. Uh, Singing boostagram. Some more Phoenix versus Phone Boy. Ah, here we are. Mere Mortals. This has got to be this. Okay. One, two, three, four. I didn't want to skip that one. I almost did. One, two, three, four from our buddy Kyron. All right. Thanks, Kyron. Boosted uh, Move the Sack from Fountain. He said, I'm on a slow approach. I'm on a slow approach for adoption as well. When you aren't the one doing any heavy lifting and writing code, I don't feel it's fair to lament about anything. Instead, I'm just truly appreciative of everyone who has contributed to the new tags, explaining things simply, and helping me out when I get stuck. Go cup, go podcasting 2.0, all right. Woo. Yeah, that's a beautiful sentiment. I appreciate that. Uh, I it just um it doesn't always seem to go that way, you know the and 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 for what it's worth, and for the record, I'm really not one of the anybody's doing the heavy lifting either. Uh, mostly trying to just get conversations started and. Get people who know a lot more than me uh, in the same room talking to one another, whether it's the same chat room or the same whatever it is. Uh, have a little bit to talk about, actually, about that later on. Uh, scrolling on, okay, we got 200 from the Sleek Podcast. All right. Uh, who Thanks. say, uh, this is out of Fountain, and they say, packing a fat bowl, loving the content, and they gave us 200 more right after that. All right. Thanks, Sleek Podcasters. Appreciate you, Sleeks. The freaks over at Sleek. Uh, strangest life I've ever known is what this league stands for. Twenty-two, twenty-two. That's a row of ducks from Kyron, Mere Mortals podcast. Woo. Oh, Ablecraft again. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> Kyron doubling down. And uh, by the way, this is another thing that uh, we're going to talk about a little bit later, but okay. Helipad, Helipad, man. We love Helipad. We're all going to work together to make this thing uh, kick some serious ass, which it does a lot already. It's very cool. It's like a lifeline already, um, but there are things that we need it to do, and we'll talk about it later. Uh, 500 sats came in. Somebody was listening to our Nick the Rat Bulls with Buds. That was episode 81. All right. Nearly 100 episodes wow. ago. Wow. That was a great one, though. And still getting boosts, so that's so fun. That's very cool. I love the way that uh, Podcasting 2.0 is set up for that. Uh, 50 sats from Chris KC BTC YOLO. He's a KC Bitcoiner. He says, hey, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Uh, 25,000 sats. Wow, that's a contrast. Uh, from Adam Curry. Woo! You may have heard of him. He's coming out of CurioCaster, and he says, leaderboard boost. Wow, I'm curious uh, how, where that puts him on the leaderboard after that. I'll have to get something put together. Is the leaderboard all time, or uh, episode to episode? I think so. I think it is. Mm. I think it is all time. Well, all time info. 
but uh, we'll see. We'll I see. I know some big fat boosters. There's some. There's some big <laughs> boosters out there. But uh, Curry, he's throwing down. He wants in the. He wants, he wants in the mix. In. He wants in the mix. There's no leaderboard here at the bowl. <laughs> Thank you, bitch. We're all bowlers. You better be streaming sats. Well, we'll look. Uh, we'll see what's. Uh, we'll see what's up with that. Maybe it'll be interesting. Who knows? Uh, speaking knows? of leaderboards, by the way, I forgot to mention this on the last show, but uh, Stephen B published the CurioCaster one, and uh, we were fifth place on there as well. You remember Fo- Fountain did a leaderboard? We were fifth place, so we were fifth in Fountain, Pew! and then we were fifth in Cur- uh, CurioCaster. So Whoa. that five spot—that's just like where we chill, I guess. It's that's just like, cool. That's where the bowlers congregate, right in that five. All right. So we appreciate everybody get a, getting us there in Curio. Yeah. Thanks, bowlers. It's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, Stay a while. Our album still getting some boosts. That's really cool. Neat. Um, that's a fun little project we've been working on. Uh, Floridian slips slipped us four three two one, and then right after that slipped us one two three four, both with Fountain. So that ups up to five 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 five. That number we all oh. love so much. Oh. Wow. Um, and he says, Satvertising, he's back with another Satvertisement, uh, podcasting for value, that's the number four, one idiot's attempt at starting a value for value podcast. You gotta check it out. Yeah, I'll have a link it's in the show a, notes. It's a good uh, exploration of just like a, you know, a regular guy starting a value for value podcast and all the things you gotta do and like the roadblocks and snares you hit. It's it's worth checking out. It's a good perspective. Uh, you could call it a user story for uh, podcasting value for value style. Uh, give it a listen. I recommend. We will have a link. A thousand sats from boobs. Booberry. Booberry. Boobles. Oh, and he's boosting behind the schemes. You may have heard of that. Oh, one of our the splits. Uh, I think he was testing that uh, fat split out. Split mania. Well, uh, thank you for the piece of that. Uh, Four twenty yeah, sats from test toke toke on CurioCaster. <laughs> right. He's he was boosting the upcoming live tag. So even though we're not live, uh, you can boost the upcoming live show beforehand. Only out of CurioCaster right now. They're the only ones that let you do that. Uh, 3333 coming in from Phone Boy out of Fountain. Woo! Who says, lots of love to the Lady Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Then you got your uh, phone boy. live time delineator 4269 from Harv Hat. So he's uh, puffing and twisting there, as always. He always brings that in uh, when we start that live tag. So we appreciate that, sir. Uh, got a curio caster. 420 from Oma, out of Fountain. He's saying testes 1-2. He was trying to see if uh, he could help test that uh, node situation after we lost power. So we are good to go. We're getting the pews. Everything's working. Yep. Um, it's just not being relayed to the chat right now. So I did not want to reboot the node <laughs> that oh. close to the show. So it's just kind of, uh, it's hanging out. It's doing its thing. It's being okay. Um, 33.33 out of Fountain from Phoenix, who sparks one up and Puff Puff passes to Phone Boy. All right. Nice. Yeah, a little Puff Puff Pass action. Puff Puff Pass. Uh, 2.22.22. Woo! Big boost coming through. That's five ducks. Quack, 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 quack. From Lavish at a fountain. All right, thanks, Lavish. Who simply says, uh, "Sexy boost." Oh, oh, hell yeah! Thank you, Lavish. Appreciate that. Uh, two, 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 two. That's four ducks from Phoenix at a fountain. Who says, "Keep your ears out for Phoenix's new podcast coming out soon." 
new Whoa. podcast. What? What? Uh, the funny thing about murder time and date to be determined in the bowl. In the bowl. Because uh, that's pretty cool. When people talk about murder, it always makes me go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should be interesting. <laughs> Fantastic. Good tease. Good tease. I love it. Uh, then uh, finally, to get us up to right now. Right now. 3333 out of Fountain from Bully Steed. All right. Thanks, Bully Steed. We also call her Boosty Steed from time to time. Had to be said, Jim Brewer, genuine medical laughter. So Bully Steed has <laughs> watched yeah. it as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, oh, man. man. It's uh for anybody who's like thinking the culture is dead and everything's fucked, just watch it. Truly um, good. Yeah. It's, it's wholesome as shit. Wholesome. Yeah. Yep. I laughed and I cried at the same time. <laughs> it's good. Some thoughty stuff, lots of lowbrow, good amount of fart stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of uh tooting. <laughs> Uh, good kind of slapsticky animated kind of stuff. Uh, good. It's oh, good all around. His impressions are astounding. <laughs> he's he's like the guy. His face has some range. You know what I mean? Yeah, he sure does. Great dude. Great dude. Oh man, I think Cotton Gin is relaying uh, some boosts as they come in. What a genie, genie, genius! Oh. You're you're the man, dude. It looks like you missed one. From Thor the Wonder Hammer. Thor the Wonder Hammer boosted 30, uh, 333. Coming out of Fountain saying, It was light, it was dark, it was light, it was dark, it was light. It as dark, it was light, it was dark. Ominous. It's blinking on and off. See, uh, I had a basement light just like that right before the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Off and on and on and off and off and on and on and off. Thank you. There was also uh, an on-chain Oh yeah, thank you for uh, reminding me about received. that. Uh I have to thank Turbo Hoddle. Uh Turbo, I appreciate your contribution to Bull After Bull. Yeah, thanks Turbo. In the form of an on-chain uh donation via I believe it was Strike. Um and I got a the story around it was just pretty goofy as hell cuz um I can't remember what we were talking about. We have this uh, KC Bitcoiners uh, Telegram group, right? And yes. we're always chatting about silly stuff. And uh, other day, see, I'm trying to find the context of uh, why we were talking about this. It was something about people getting scammed, you know, or people having uh, money in Voyager and everywhere else. Because uh, Voyager just locked withdrawals like in the past week, um, somewhere very close in there. And one of the guys in our group had been migrating his Bitcoin out of Voyager a little piece at a time, just kind of like, because everybody was telling him to, and he was like, uh, you know, I'm gonna probably, I guess I probably should. So he was moving it all, and then it kind of was like, hey, did you get, uh, did you get all your corn out, you know? And he said most of it. <laughs> so there's a significant chunk still in there. Uh, he was like, I wanted to keep it in there. To get that uh, last interest payment, that last uh, APY, that last yield. I just wanted the last piece of that yield. Because, you know, if you lock your Bitcoin up or whatever you do with it, if you hold it in there, then they give you interest on it. And uh, it was the day that that uh, interest was going <laughs> to land that, uh, surprise, surprise, instead of giving him the interest, they said, uh, withdrawals are frozen. Mm-hmm. You cannot, uh, can't take it out of there. Wow. Unfortunately. 
But uh, anyway, I was just kind of re- recalling the story of that uh, scammy BitcoLoan.com. Yeah. That I uh, lost some coin in, but I didn't like lose overall. Like I pulled out what I had started with, and it was early enough to where I actually made a little bit, you know. Yeah. And it was like a few years back before these things were super big. It's kind of like the uh, the earlier pyramid scam, rug pull type situation. Because they gotta, you know, they gotta keep it legit and grow the user base a few rounds. So, um, typically, what these companies will do is they'll offer you some kind of crazy high yield, and uh, they'll say, you know, lock your Bitcoin up for this amount of time. And then at the end, we'll pay you back plus a percentage. And so it worked, like the first two things I did, and then by the third one, and I didn't like let the whole nut ride. Like a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll put a bunch of shit in there, buy more to put in there, and then let the whole thing ride every time and just build it up, build it up. And then they're like, woo, woo, look how big the number's getting. And then one day, you go to the website and it doesn't resolve, you know? It's like, uh, not found. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. At least with some of these, they're like, oh, our our website exists, but our withdrawals are frozen or whatever. And one guy was like, mentioned as like the guy that's never been screwed. Um, and And he piped up and he said, uh, I'm too big of an idiot not to be screwed over very soon. Of course, this is Turbo. Aww. And uh, when he was like, ah, it's a matter of time, I was like, I think if you send uh, 33,333,333 sats to, and then I pasted a, <laughs> I pasted a Bitcoin address <laughs> in there, and I said, you'll have good luck for 33 years, <laughs> and your bags will have 3x protection spell. Nice. And he was like, is this a real address? <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know. And uh, he tried it out. So he sent 333. Uh, via strike, which actually translated at the time to 17,258 sats. So thank you, Turbo. Yeah, thanks, Turbo. You were in there. In it to win it. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, magic number luck. So that becomes <laughs> a uh, bull after bull donation. <laughs> uh, ding, ding, ding. So not a scam. Not a scam. Oh, All value. Yes, it's value and we appreciate it. And uh, we like to have fun. This is kind of the shit that happens when in a bear market this is how we have fun in a bear market <laughs> when it's on sale you know oh, um, we had some more boosts sliding in yeah pew was that pewing was it, that it just was me? pewing didn't, that wasn't me pewing that was this helipad pewing pew. whoa right. speaking of pews they're just coming in they just keep coming in oh my god <laughs> <laughs> twenty five thousand and one sat what? from booberry out of curiocaster <laughs> who says um he says i've never done a leaderboard before but i do one." <laughs> oh yep. god thank you bitch appreciate you yeah we love you booberry boostberry or uh if you want to get technical oh we do we want to get technical of course right when i want to get technical zosobi booberry freak of hazard mothman and the mini oculus and the horror of yig we want to get real technical real Fucking technical. Every time. Uh, we also had 4,200 sats. That's 4-2 with two O's. Uh, from Fletcher out of Fountain. All right. Thanks, Fletch. And he says, fly in high with a mystery URL that we shall... Oh, man. I think it's... Hold on. I'm going to have to expand the screen. Oh, the helipad's cutting it on. It's so long, your URL. Yo, you are well so long. <laughs> so long. Damn, girl, how'd you get all of that in that helipad heli? <clears throat> might want to 
Lay off the weed, huh? And you might want to gargle my ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> might. Maybe. Who knows? It's a possibility. Never know until you find out. And then uh, 2022. Woo! At a fountain from our buddy Net Ned. All right. Thanks, Net Ned. Smoking a bowl, sir. Uh, he says, 2022, 5th of July, like a bottle, like yeehaw, America. That's what I'm talking about. Like boosting on buds. Uh, like boosting buds on buds while buds are boosting buds. Pew! Like Cotton Gin might want to kill me for this long post retype boost. Love you, Cotton Gin. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. If that's a song and I didn't sing the song it's supposed to be, I'm sorry. May God forgive me. Oh, we can always <laughs> go back and do it again. And then three, 30, 30, 30, 30 sets from that. that uh, fountain, he just says hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Wow, I am really high. And then, oh my good God, uh, oh. at a fountain, 25,002 sets. What? From Reverend Cyber Trucker. <laughs> the Rev. Who simply says, what's a leaderboard? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, there's a leaderboard going on, let oh, me tell you man. what. The leaderboard is heating up. The bowlers are the best. Thank you, Rev. We appreciate that very yeah. much. And, uh, god damn it, I'm trying to find the, I literally already hit it once, and now I can't find it. Fumble fingers. That's how it happens. Oh, here it is. There we go. Yeah. Little honk honk for the rev. Appreciate you. Appreciate the leaders, man. There's a little <laughs> fencing going on with the leaderboard. Yeah. How do you like them apples? Well, we very much appreciate all of the uh, people out there who really do receive value from the show, and they let us know about it. Uh, cause that's how we know. That's how we know that you're getting value out. And, um, it really just kind of is the greatest feedback loop. It's that instant, uh, mechanism that lets us know what's going on and who's out there and, uh, you know, where the value's at. And, uh, the value does seem to be really an interaction and just being one of the bowlers, you know, like we're all friends, man. Like I, all of these people I'm reading off of the helipad, like I know you all. I talk with you on a regular basis, and it's a beautiful thing, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Yeah, uh, we love you, bowlers. We love you, and uh, we're glad that's mutual, and uh, we appreciate you keeping this thing rolling, man, packing them and uh, bringing them on. So I think, uh, according to my notes, that is everybody. We didn't we didn't miss a soul, which lines us up uh, almost spot on for some... Arching, arching, poking, shifting. Yeah, so if you don't want to build a node after all that, then uh, I don't know. I don't know what would make you want to build a node, to be honest. Oh, man. Uh, so, some on-chain, off-chain. Uh, KC Bitcoiners, that's the most pressing news, so i got to get that out of the way. Uh, we're having a, another KC Bitcoin meetup on Thursday. That's this Thursday, so if you're listening to this tomorrow during your waking, uh, non-baking business hours, I'm just kidding, it's baking hours, it's always, it's always in play, um, but I'm talking about July 7th, 7-7-22, that's when it's going to be, it's going to be at 6pm at Bricks, which is a brand new Mexican restaurant, so new you can't even find it on Google Maps, B-R-I-X, oh. uh, so I will just slip you the address on the slide right now. It's 4112 Pennsylvania Avenue. It's in the same building as Buzzard Beach in Westport. So uh, just to the left of Buzzard Beach, you will find Bricks. Uh, one of the only, if not the only restaurant I'm aware of, you can spend Bitcoin and uh, buy your food right now in the city. 
Uh, so they are affiliated with uh, Cancun Fiesta Fresh. It's the same owners that we bought our uh, burritos and margaritas at. Yeah, we had the black party That's right, right outside their spot. Yeah, so it's the same guys. They're not too far away. No. Those two locations. Yeah, this this so that location, the Fiesta Fresh, is kind of like a drive through walk-up kind of thing. And this is like a sit-down restaurant with a bar and everything. Oh, cool. Um, brand new. It's like only been open a month or so. Something like that. So yeah, 6 p.m. at Bricks. Uh, we're hosting a guest speaker, Casa founder Nick Newman, co-founder I should say, uh, on why and how you should own your own keys. Hold your own keys. Hold them, own them. <laughs> Same thing. You gotta know when to hold them. Always. That's when. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hold your own keys. Not your keys, not your cheese, man. And uh, as every single exchange falls, uh, becoming insolvent, that is becoming more and more apparent to a lot of people, a lot of retail quote unquote investors who stacked a lot of cheese up in exchanges. And then uh, all of a sudden, your exchange puts out some press release, and they're like, oh, we have uh, unfortunately had to make a very difficult decision. And yeah, that means you got fucked. It means you got fucked, and you'll probably never see that money ever again, um, if history is any indicator. So yeah, uh, exchanges biting the dust this past week. Uh, Mark Cuban's exchange, Voyager. Oh, Mark crypt, Cuban, okay. His crypto exchange. So I, I played with Voyager. It was over a year ago, I think. They had some sat giveaway, right? They were, like, giving away sats if you made an account or something? Yes. Uh, fix and post timestamp. That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, they had a promo that my dad actually told me about. Funny enough, like, my dad, he's, he doesn't really give a shit about Bitcoin. But uh, he was like, oh, yeah, Cuban's doing this exchange, like, some Mavericks promotion. So if you, like, enter the code Mavericks and put 100 bucks in, they'll double it. And I did. I think that's when it was in the 40s, somewhere in there, 40Ks. So that is kind of, uh, it was just a double. You know, I, I was like, well, I automatically am going to hate this exchange because it is an exchange. But if they're going to give me $100 for free, then yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to pull it out. And then I'm going to never fuck with it again. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Hell yeah. uh, got the 100 bucks matched. The waiting period was like... God, I want to say it was like 30 days that you had to keep the cheese Whoa. in there, which is like frustratingly long time. Make you nervous. But right when that, uh, right when it would let me ex uh, withdraw all of it at once, because I think it was like the seven days I could pull out what I put in and then the 30 I could pull out their bonus hundred bucks, if that makes sense. So I just waited for the 30 to pull everything out and then I pulled it all out and yeah, that was ages before um, they were squirting and hurting today which is a bummer too bad too bad but uh just another just another thing not your keys not your cheese just in the last couple of days too another exchange bites the dust india-based vald v-a-u-l-d freezes withdrawals one million customers they held about a billion dollars in assets on the exchange oof that is big oofs man big oofs everybody's insolvent so everybody loaned money out that they didn't actually have and now it's like nine Spider-Mans pointing at each other, saying, you're the one that owes me money, bitch. Three Arrows Capital has kind of got the most Spider-Finger points at them. But uh, we know everybody was over-leveraged. And the price is, you know, this is what's kind of funny, is in these weird dips, because um, if you have been in it a while and you remember, uh, 
grabbing coin when it dipped below 420 or you know you might even be in it when like you were excited for it to hit the dollar because that was another kind of milestone um then you'll kind of know the humor behind it being like crashed at nineteen thousand dollars uh twenty thousand it's kind of hovering steady around the 20s low 20s high teens and uh the people at really Rex are these big money guys because they have this Bitcoin as collateral. And when you put it up as collateral at 60 K and then it turns into 20 K and it's only worth like a third of what it used to be worth a few months ago. then it fucks up a lot of the deals that you have on paper and people panic and people shit the bed and they want their money. And it's not, you know, worth what it was worth when you sign the papers and everything just goes to shit. But if you hold your keys and you hold your cheese and you're not leveraged and you don't have to worry about that shit and your eyes are on the long-term horizon, um, then it can be a really fun thing to watch, really. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to go through a little pain in order to uh, do best practices and keep your money safe. Yeah, that's so true. I will have, I'll try to get Nick's uh, advice or like maybe a little spot, a little uh, wolf on the prowl type stuff. To bring to the bowl next week, but uh, I would really like to ask him in light of all of these exchanges going pooty pooty um, about the key journey, man. How to hold them. Uh, Fountain has some more updates. They've been putting a lot of updates out since their major update where they're uh, streaming sats back to you for listening to podcasts. So um, the main thing they've been kind of tweaking is this algo and this bot that, uh, or well, this algo that tries to figure out if you're a bot. And um, mm. and the very initial release, as we all kind of found out, it was hyper-aggressive and it wasn't really paying many people out at all. And so they've been making some tweaks to that and they have a, a brand new uh, uh, update out in the past 24 hours. And they're also targeting an issue that uh, I guess is pulling a lot of processor power and making phones really hot, at least on iPhone. Oof. So they're working on that as well. I saw some Twitter chat about it. Yeah. Uh, they also um, wrapped up their June contest. So they, they have a leaderboard for biggest booster. Doesn't matter the show, just anybody uh, boosting in Fountain. And I want to say it was a million that won? A million boost? Uh, Paytar, if you heard the last Podcasting 2.0, he had a 5 million boost uh, to Podcasting 2.0. But that was through CurioCaster. So he did not, he would have uh, handily won the fountain contest. He did through CurioCaster. Um, but I want to say he was in the uh, in play in the fountain one as well. So now I have to look the numbers up since I, I don't really want to talk out of my ass about it. Like in a sense it's too late because I already did. But yeah. yes, one million and one sat from uh, our good buddy Dreb Scott. Ah, Dreb Pew! Scott. Nice. Dreb Scott, the uh, Bruce Wayne of podcasting. And uh, he took first and second place, so he mopped up. He got a uh, cold card, and he also got... What is this little thumbstick thing? I, I can never remember the damn name of that thing. Uh, and then Do- Dr. Dub, by the way. Uh, hey! Who has been a bowler. Yeah. In the past, uh, 300,000 to Podcasting 2.0 got him third place in June. Cool. The Fountain Baller Boost Contest. So he got a coin kite uh, gift card. And I believe they're just do- going with the same uh, prizes. Oh, open I, uh, open dime. Excuse me, open dime is the second place thumbstick that I'm talking about. And open dime. I believe it's also a signing device. I want to say. 
I'm not 100% sure because I'm just a simple idiot. But uh, yes, July, the contest is relaunched. There is a new leaderboard. And right now in, oh, wow. in the lead is just six ducks, 222, 222. Uh, and yes, indeed, the same prize is a uh, cold card for first. That's the newest Mark IV, by the way. Uh, an open dime and a coin kite gift card are first, second, and third place. And uh, there you have it. That's the that's the fountain stuff going on. Last thing I have for... Uh, I I have two things. Uh, Ring of Fire number eight. We're launching this week. That's cool. the that's the fatty five million capacity. So we have our six, and uh, I just got the last participants pub key. So I'm gonna configure the order, and I'm gonna send out the instructions by email tomorrow. All and, right. Uh, finally, Roy from Breeze reached out to me on Telegram, and he put some people who are interested in working on the Demu stuff into uh, a new Telegram group. Oh, awesome. Which was very cool. It, in a sense, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in detail. Uh, here's a tease for the next Ablecraft. So I kind of want to get into it a little bit more in there. But um, it's funny because every time one of these groups start, then I feel like there's like a certain sense of starting over and having to re-explain like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Conceptually. And also it's kind of like a small world thing because one of the guys locally that I've been uh, working with and talking to was in that group. But also, I think um, hopefully we can. Hopefully, he'll be there at Thursday, and we can talk in person. Because I think there's just like a misunderstanding of like the goals and uh, concept of the whole overarching project, and like why we're doing it, and what the model is, and what it looks like, and the legacy stuff that we're trying to leave behind. You know, we don't want to yeah. have to rely on uh, royalties and um, bullies that collect money on our behalf and all that kind of stuff. No, like, we yeah, want, we want just pure value for value. It's kind of the point. So um, some developments there, which are exciting, I think, for the long run. Because um, we have, there's just so many different platforms people like to use to communicate. And some people will hate one and love the other, love one, hate the other. Some people hate them all, which I think is probably the smartest way to go if you're going to start hating. <laughs> but uh, the problem is that we got to talk in order to do stuff. And so... Um, it's just nice to see that everybody from all these different corners of the digital universe are very interested in, uh, you know, knocking this brick wall down and getting some stuff put up. So uh, things are getting pretty cool on that front. What can I say? Chugging right along. That's good. Not a lot of shit gets accomplished over a holiday weekend, but this uh, particular one, there's, there was a lot of stuff popping off. Perfect time. Yes. Fourth of July. You gotta love it. Yeah, so I love it. There's the uh, cocaine. It's all snorted. It's gone. If you uh, missed your line, then I'm sorry. You'll have to wait till next week. Nah, that's nah, just shit stain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we had some more booze slipping in. Oh, yeah. I heard some pews, by the way. Speaking of off-chain, those are off the chain. Um, By the way, just for a little bit of lore, like on-chain, off-chain, that's, that's the whole uh, concept behind that. If it's on-chain... Then it's a traditional like on-chain Bitcoin payment. And uh, off-chain, that's the lightning stuff. That's every pew. Every pew is coming off the chain, uh, including 25,003 sats from Phoenix. Oh, my. Cranking it up a notch. Oh, and he's, uh, let's see. His, this one comes from Fountain. And Phoenix, she says, you want to have a leaderboard? Well, okay, but I get to be on top. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! Thanks, Phoenix. Oh man. Um, 
Oh, there it is. Because I will be on top of it this whole time. Uh, 25,033 sats. Oh, shit. From Fletcher, who said, go ahead, skin that smoke wagon. (laughs) This is an absolute bloodbath. Uh, hold on, let's see. Oh, my. Uh, He's got a link here. We gotta listen. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. And then, not to be outdid... At 25,100 sats, uh, again from Phoenix, coming out of Fountain, it's good to be the king of the leaderboard. Woo! All right. Smashing them down, smashing them down. I love it. You bowlers, if you are out bowling yourselves, we thank you so much. A little sword fight going on in the bowl. I love it. This is the competition, the friendly competition. Friendly competition, yeah. That we all love to get behind. (laughs) Adam didn't know what he was starting, man. I wonder if he's going to be in the top 10 before all this is done. Yeah. Top 33, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, a boy can dream. Magic number was kind of quiet this week. Oh? But um, I did see that California Governor Newsom granted clemency in 33 cases across California. Lots of uh, murderers and robbers. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, there's a woman who killed her pimp. And uh, that seems... um, getaway drivers for murderers or people who were like attempting murder but didn't actually pull the trigger, you know, they backed out at the last minute but still held the gun to someone. Yeah. Uh, some guys went on a robbing spree in the 90s. Hmm. Fun stuff. But also out of California this week, hate crimes have increased 33% in 2021. I thought those two stories went... Hand in hand, quite well. <laughs> 33 pardons, 33% increase in hate crimes. That's right. So they had 1,006, no, 763 reported in 2021. And then they mentioned that uh, the all-time high in Cali for hate crimes was in 2001 after 9-11 when there were 2,261 reactionary hate crimes. I hate crimes are so silly, but I, I especially love the reactionary hate crimes. I think all hate crimes are reactionary, but I also think all violent crimes are hate crimes. So yeah, it's uh, it's one of it's, those semantic things, you know. It's, uh, it's gross. <laughs> it's uh, one of the issues with the the way things are run right now. <laughs> well, uh, Turkey is seeking the extradition of thirty three suspects from Finland and Sweden. This was part of their agreement for sweden and finland's nato membership turkey demands that they extradite 33 people Uh, and they're all terrorist suspects belonging to the pkk or the kurdistan workers party or alleged members of a group led by the u.s-based preacher fatula gulen uh but this is fun because 12 of those folks they want extradited are in finland and 21 are in Sweden. So we got the little 12-21 magic, 33 total. Dang. Turkey's working it. All kinds of numbers in that one. Yeah. And uh, another part of the agreement for their membership was that they had to lift their embargoes on weapons deliveries to Turkey. So that's been done. That's been done. And finally, just a fun top three, 33 story for tonight, a little bonus. Because uh, it's a bowl, 
I like to have fun. Yeah, throw a little extra in there. Buds to repay $33,000 in taken tips. This was Abington, Massachusetts' first retail pot shop, Buds Goods and Provisions. And uh, they broke the state law that prohibits employers from taking any portion of tips given to retail staff. Management was using some of the cash tips to buy food for employees or, and this is really gross, converting it into store credit that the employees could use to buy uh, weed stuff. <laughs> that's always a good one. Paying Slimy. people in store credit, man. Slimy. If it's a tip, that's gross. If it's part of your pay package that you have agreed to upon, you know. Like a the, benefit? Yeah. If it's like a benefit, then there's that. Or but, a bonus. Um, but no, your tips. If it's they your took tip, their tips. Yeah. Someone gave like, you a tip, man. That's okay, your you, tip. That's your cash money. Yeah, that you're free to do whatever you want with and yeah. pay your bills with or whatever. But they're like, oh, all your tips belong to us. All and... my soul to the company store. Yeah, exactly. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, so they'll be repaying between $20 and $1,500 to 65 different employees who worked for their two stores, or between their two stores, uh, from March... To December of 2021. But there's no plans to review any of the licensing or permits at Bud's. And Bud's was actually named the best weed business last year at the New England Cannabis Convention. They just opened a third store in Watertown this year. So, yeah. Bud's. Killer. Bud's. And you know what else is killer? All this coofing going on. Oh, my God, still? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was looking for a um, 4th of July happening, and I saw that there's some crazy new variant in uh, Cali. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stupid. But uh, Azerbaijan. It's, a, it's they, the only place people are still sniffing tests, I think. <laughs> Hopefully. That'd be nice. Uh, but I don't know. I, we saw at one of the No Agenda meetups here in Kansas City a test clinic where people could drive up in their car and then a person wearing trash bags would come out <laughs> with the stick and swab their nose. And that was alarming to me. I was like, this is still a thing? Why? Why? What's going on here? This is I such a know. scam. Fuck that. Pay money to send your DNA to some malevolent company and... Oh, but then they get a day off of work with pay or whatever, but you know not what? worth it. No shots here, no tests here. No. Never gonna happen. No, no thank you. No coofing here, unless it's, you know, after a big hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so Azerbaijan detects 33 daily COVID cases. Oh, That's geez. a headline. Then there were 33... Found COVID positive in Ludhiana district in India. Lude. Lude. 33 new cases in the Salem district of India. Australia records 33 COVID deaths as Victoria reports fifth monkeypox case. I liked how they worked them both in there. Yeah, yeah. You got they it. were like, we need to make sure they're scared. So if the coof ain't doing it, we'll get them with the monkeypox. The left um, jab and then opens you up for the right hook. Yeah, I also had noted in here, because this is just like my sick segment, I guess. <laughs> 30, or maybe I should just call it fear porn. I don't know. Uh, but 33 more dengue patients hospitalized in Bangladesh. So dengue fever. You yeah, know, it's a thing. 
And finally, a story out of the Show Me State, a Cox Health nurse, 33, shares story of her stroke, warns other young patients about her symptoms. I was like, hmm, 33 with a stroke. I'm my mind just goes to one place. That's well, you're a nurse. You probably had to get the jab, right? Had to welcome the jab in your life. Maybe get some boosters and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, she's. Oh yeah, I'm seeing all sorts of stories. It's like uh, the soil can give you a heart attack. Climate change. Climate change, or even uh, solar storms now. Oh really? Yeah, I saw one about solar storms caused like four thousand heart attacks or something. Sure, sure. (laughs) And there's probably some like. You know, something in your DNA, and we just haven't been aware of it. And maybe young people have always died of strokes, but they went undiagnosed and heart failure. You know, it just was undiagnosed in young people. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Probably because they're legalizing pot everywhere. Oh. It's got to be part of it. Blame it on the weed. Yeah. Yeah. This lady, her story, uh, she got to work at 7 a.m. and stroked out (laughs) at 7.45 (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. She was stroking. Um, I mean, stroking. That's right. She was stroking. Oh, my God. But she said the night before, and just in case, you know, you think you might have had a stroke, here's her, like, warning story. Uh, She said her balance was really off the night before, and she felt like she had a pinched nerve in her neck. Uh, But she had her, this is what creeps me out, she had her husband give her a full stroke assessment. And I'm like, that is suspicious that you were like damn i think i'm having a stroke (laughs) i guess she's a nurse and knows what to look for but uh she was fine in 20 minutes but then you know 7 45 a.m that next day face drooping on one side lost vision and hearing on that side had double vision on the other side and luckily she works in a hospital so she just got taken right into the stroke and center but they say uh, the main medication for strokes can only be given within the first four and a half hours. Mm. And it's called TPA. I thought it was toilet paper at first. It's TPA. <laughs> TPA. You know. Toilet paper ass. So, yeah, well. They, uh, they want to get you scared about something. You know, uh, if you got a pinched nerve, it doesn't mean you have a stroke. If your neck hurts, you know. I don't want people just calling... 911 on themselves, worrying all the damn time. You know, it's time to go behind the curtain. Call 911 and oh, not no. not do that. No, 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 no. no, no. We gotta go that. behind the curtain. Come on, relax. You know, come on, yeah. Take a load off. Somebody's got to. Yeah, seriously. Oh, um, uh, you know, there's always a song. There's always a song that just starts playing recently when we. Come back here behind the curtain that welcomes us. Hey, good old shoe. Oh, yeah, old that's shoe. right. Good, good old, old shoe. shoe. It's warm. It's familiar. It's the good old shoe. Brittany Griner, whose trial started this past week, four and a half months after she was arrested in Moscow with some uh, vape carts. Uh, so, yeah, her trial went down. Uh, they had two witnesses, and they were supposed to have four, and two didn't show up. Whoops. But the trial has been... prosecution or the defense, I wonder? Prosecution. I don't know. I, I should fact check that before I just say it, but... Uh, yeah, yeah that would be bad if you're like, we got we got our witnesses. It's like, oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, we get... Oh, wait, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, Busy times over there in Russia, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Other side of the world times. But it's been adjourned until Thursday, July 7th, 7-7. 
big happening seven seven. You oh know? yeah, of course. Oh. Seven seven two two. Yeah. Yeah. Good digits. Um they did say her detention has been extended six months to December twentieth. So I thought that was kinda interesting. Um So she'll start singing. I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> Maybe if the damn Spice Girls don't come up with her anthem by then. Right, I'm still waiting on it. She needs a song. She yeah, needs her own song. That's true. Um, but, uh, you know, the talk of the town, shoes everywhere, and the the ladies on The View from their Bahama vacation just had a lot to say about it, so I clipped it. If there ever was a show trial, I have to say this was probably going to be it. Yeah. I mean, she's really a political prisoner. Yeah. Because uh, Putin declared, you know, he invaded the Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ukraine. And, and, and so Ukraine. now um, this is really about sort of trying to extract something from the United States. And I, I think what's, what people don't understand is that the WNBA uh, players are paid so terribly in the United States that during the off season oh. they play for for the Russian teams. They yeah. play all, all over the world, all over the, yeah. all all over the, the Europe, world. all over the world, so they can make money. Okay, all right. So then I looked up the salaries. Right, I'm like, what's the lowest? Yeah, I was just about to Google it myself. Yeah, the lowest one is around sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking yeah. nice. I was like, that's a decent job, man. That's decent. And you're playing basketball. And that's the uh, lowest. Yes. Right? Right. That's Good correct. God. The top base salary, and remember I said base, because of course there's all the benefits there's of endorsements being a pro and athlete. other bullshit that come along, yes. Yeah. So the top base salary was $215,000. Wow. But that's not a lot of money. You know, they got to go play for foreign well, leagues. You know, yeah. I guess if you're comparing it to other, like, pro sports guys, like when... Uh, it's so, like you can't all be Pat Mahomes. No, no. Signing half a billion, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you shouldn't compare yourself to others either. You know, always I just mean, strive to do better. There's for yourself. input and output. It's simple economics. You know, like there's there's money generated, and then you know it's divvied out from that pot. The amount of money that the NFL generates and the NBA generates much more than the amount that the WNBA generates. So, yeah. Know. And they're doing what they love. They're playing basketball. You know, come on. Chasing that dream, man. I don't know. I don't know. I got more. I got it's more. Never, it's never good enough. It's... From the Bahama bitches. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that is why she was there. She played for a Russian team and yeah. she was coming home yeah. when she was snatched. And she they're accusing her of large scale um, drug distribution. Yeah. She had one vaping pen. She's also one gay and pen. to be in Russia and be gay, they have no protections. Yeah. Hate crimes are not illegal. They have, they do not protect <laughs> yeah. them at all. This is not good. And, no. and well, listen, while to be gay, to be seven foot tall, to be black. Yeah. Uh, in Russia are all things that are, I think, very scary. But this is... What does her height have to do with it? Thank you. I'm interested. You, well, well, I'm well, just saying is yeah. that she sticks out. You know, that it's... Yeah. it's uh, it's, I, it's, I think that, you know, it's something that it's going to be draw more attention. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think, well, listen, Vladimir Putin is evil incarnate. And there yeah. is nothing he will not do to pressure the United States yeah. to uh, to sow discord. He's going to grab her by the pussy, country. probably. This is something he's been doing. There's two other Americans, who veterans, who went to fight in Ukraine who are also missing. Let's remember what he did with Trevor Reed. And so this administration yeah. needs to uh, use 
every item of yeah. leverage they have, all their energy <laughs> they have to try to rescue this woman. This administration needs yeah. to also recognize that this is a black woman. How do we know that yeah. this white man, Putin, didn't have his operatives plant that stuff on her? That's we don't we know. Don't That's know. part of they the problem. We don't know. They kill but the people. scary thing is, in Russia, less than 1% of criminal defendants mm -hmm. are found not guilty. Yeah. So the fix is in, at least in terms of their criminal and justice system. And she could get, said, like 10, 10 years, years in prison. Or a fake cartridge wow. that she probably that he didn't have. Because how dumb would she have to be not to know? That part. This is not but a stupid woman. She played this in is Russia an amazing for many woman. years. Yeah, so she knows the rules. The bottom so this line is, is all Russia BS. is not safe for any American right now. Yeah. Do yeah. not go oh, yeah. your oh, yeah. Do not go there. Oh, yeah. Tourism. Yeah. And again, one of the reasons she was there is because we pay our female basketball players so poorly in yeah. the United yeah. States. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's the WNBA, which should know better because they should treat the men really well. Yeah. Wait for it. LeBron you know? still wouldn't be in yeah. Russia. I'll he would not be much. there. He wouldn't be there. But, I, you know, I'm just should saying. Should we clap? Oh, I'm just saying. You and can hear like two people be like, oh, we, oh, we, oh, can we do it again? Oh my God. From that, a new talking point was born. Oh, LeBron wouldn't be there? LeBron would be home by now. Brittany Griner's coach says the star's detention isn't getting as much attention as it should. She says if LeBron James, for example, were held abroad, <laughs> it would be treated hold much on, differently. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If it was LeBron, he'd be home. I'm holding, right? what's up? I want to say for the record that we have been covering the absolute shit out of this story, thank you very much. Yeah. Since it very first popped off, we've, you've had something about it every week. Britney has been in the headlines so, plenty. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thinking it's a popularity thing. No. I. For what it's worth, if LeBron <laughs> got caught with vape cartridges, I think he would be in the same position as her. I don't think it would move faster. Or I think they could more be back. people would be tweeting about it. Perhaps yeah. yes. Perhaps because he's got a lot more social clout or whatever he's objectively more famous but would he be home by now in the same situation that's the fucking the dusty man stupid in part of this argument too it's like there's no way to test your no. hypothesis so it's convenient to just be like well you know no, it's just it's being like, sexist it's, it reminds me of every time that like some uh they have the unarmed black guy shot by cops or something they'd be like oh if it was a white guy you know right if, 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 if. It yeah, never well. happens to white guys. So it's like, what if oh, your if head was a white guy? You know, if it, you know, if it was a white guy, then it wouldn't no, be. No, you don't know anything headline. about Maybe. if it was another way. No, you don't know shit because it's not how the world works. It's not how the universe works. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just. Uh, and, you know, the Whoopi tired. was saying, Whoopi was saying, this isn't a stupid woman. And I'm thinking, how do you know? Like, this is also an athlete who wanted to have the national anthem removed from games and is now, you know, like, oh, please, America, you're my only hope. Are you accusing me of being dumb? Because, duh. Well. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's you know, not a who, correlation there, but. Who really knows, you know? Yeah. I, it could I also brought, I want to say I brought way before The View, I brought up, did they plan as some shit on her? Yes, because weed has often been planted on folks. It's an easy thing to carry around in your pocket and then put in somebody else's pocket. That's right. So who know? I don't know. I and wasn't there. Her. Do we have body cam footage of the uh, shoe arrest? Doubtful. No, we yeah. we know, no. The answer to that is obviously no. Russia. Yeah. Well, and then they say she was coming home, which I was like, is that a fact? Because 
I'm gonna come. I didn't see that verified one way or another. No, I thought she was going over there to play. You know, twelve twenty, man. Once the season wraps, try to screw her out of her sixty grand or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, all sixty grand. <laughs> I bet she's on the high end. Poor, gr- that's what I would think. She's gotten two gold medals. Yeah, she's one of the Olympian. Uh, oh, to, players. So, ah, to me, this is such world theater. You know, yeah, she's yeah. a good, she's a good celebrity to have she's at a, the center of she's this. She's a good old shoe, man. She's a good old shoe. That's you call right. it. You called it early, and you've been calling it often. Yeah. So uh, let's hear what her coach had to say, and this is after the view. So Lebroni be home, right? It's a it's a statement about the value of women. It's a statement about the value of a black person. It's a statement about the value of a gay person. Um, all of those things, and uh, we we know it. And so that's what hurts a little more. See, and to me, it's just been a statement of don't get caught with weed in Russia. Russia is not somewhere <laughs> I would want to be traveling oh, no. at all. Yeah. <laughs> just for the record. Like, I don't want to visit Russia. I don't want to visit. There's not a foreign country I'd visit right now. No. Because yeah. I probably have to get on the fucking airplane, you know? Maybe if I was with my buddy that I know in San Diego and he wanted to go to TJ for the night and we could make that happen, then I would go to Tijuana. For the night, driving with people I already know who know the area and do that all the time. Other than that, though, ugh, I don't know. Canada's uh, the place that I would want to go the most just because of certain peeps I want to meet there. Canada's fun. I've only been to... Um... But still driving. I'm not getting yeah, on a exactly. goddamn airplane that I'm not... No. Either flying or, like, commissioning or something, you know? Yeah. I've only been to Niagara Falls, so I'm not worldly when it comes to Canada. But Niagara Falls was fun. Um, so now the Associated Press is adding into every article this notion that she was arrested before Russia invaded Ukraine, allegedly invaded Ukraine, whatever's going on. Um, and I thought that was interesting. It's like they're trying to make a correlation here. And, you know, they did it on The View, too. Like, oh, she's a political prisoner. She's a political pawn. Maybe they're trying to get the merchant of death using a... What they believe is a big celebrity over here. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, maybe they um, like. Maybe that is their whole scheme. They like tried to bag her for like this celebrity trade. They're like, this was all for the Merchant of Death. <laughs> Boss, we got great celebrity. We got Brittany Griner. <laughs> she oh. big celebrity, seven oh. feet tall. <laughs> tall basketball player. <laughs> woman is woman is lesbian. Very hot in the United States right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then seriously. it turns out everybody's like, who the fuck is Brit? What? <laughs> you have who? What? Me? Huh? Eh? It's a, you said it's not LeBron? <laughs> oh, yeah. shucks. Yeah. <laughs> you had me scared there for a second. Yeah. I thought you thought you guys had LeBron. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's just so uh, misguided, these talking points, because now we're talking about LeBron. Last week we were just right. talking about unfortunate mistakes. They just can't get it. They can't get the the messaging and the PR well, right. And nobody you know? wants to say what the real tragedy is, which the real tragedy is that people are prosecuting some fucking pot. That's the actual tragedy. It's not yes. tragic that she's a fucking lesbian. It's no. not tragic that she's a black lady. It's no. not tragic that she's tall or no. in the NBA or not named LeBron James. Right. It's tragic that they're still arresting and holding people over some fucking pot. God damn it. Yeah. And what's most tragic is that it's still happening here in the United States. And they're saying that she's being wrongfully detained there. Well, it's still happening here. So maybe, you know, charity begins at home. 
Yeah. Federally illegal. Yeah, it's got to be fixed. Is. It's got to be fixed. It's a, it's a tragedy for where we're at as humans. Yeah. I got no control over Russia and what's going on over there, though. You know, I'm no, more worried no. about America. <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, that, that can't be... So... Can't be overstated. Yeah. Her trial was Friday. The really... The coverage was so limited. It's like at first they weren't letting reporters in, and then they did, but... Uh, all I got reports from was like NPR and AP, and they just did such a terrible job. She was wearing a Jimi Hendrix shirt. She looked like she was in good enough spirits. Did and you, then they just recap everything you, that you've heard. It's like there's nothing new. They're right, like, adjourn yeah. till Thursday. Hey, what did they say? I know that none of you speak Russian, <laughs> but you should have someone on staff or near you that does so that you could tell me the context of the trial. Yeah, you can argue that uh, part of the reason that it's not as blown up or whatever. It's not that it's not the band. It's that the U.S. media sucks at doing their job. Wow, yeah. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> so, uh, she got back in the headlines yesterday. Oh, before you move on, did you oh, see yeah. that Jimi Hendrix shirt she was wearing? Yeah. What was that? Was that? Was it just a weird fold? It kind of like looked like he was drawn weird, like his face was shaped weird to me. I just remember being like black and white... Like he looks I didn't like, take, uh, I didn't, you know, pay that good attention, I guess. I don't know. I saw Jimmy on the top in big, bold letters, and then just one of those, like, fax scan black and white images of his face. Hmm. Yeah, you Was wanna... it Jimmy? Or is it Bob Marley on her shirt? <laughs> it was Jimmy. I'm pretty sure it said Jimmy on there. It but, said uh, Jimmy. It said the name Jimmy, but I'm just trying to picture the, the image. The I gotta look it up. The face was just weird. You gotta take a second look at that, because I was looking at it, and I even pinch zoomed in. On it, and I was like, "What is going on? What have they done with Jimmy on this? I don't understand. I thought maybe it's just the way okay. the angle. Oh, huh. got like a weird nose thing going on, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a tiny nose, and he's kind of doing like a fish face. He's smoking pot in the picture. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe it's I've, the lens. Yeah, like a, like a fish eye lens, making it look weird, distorted. I, I don't, don't know. It's just I don't recognize that photo. Looked weird to me. Of him, unless it's a a drawing. Man, I didn't mean to derail you. I just, I just said draw It just stood out to me. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. The nose was really uh, weird looking. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> uh, just don't want to speculate too really much. High. Wow. I am really high. Yeah, we are behind the curtain after all. Yeah, it happens quickly. <laughs> um, so like I said, she made a 4th of July headline, which I thought was pretty impressive. Uh, she penned a handwritten letter to Biden since... He would not answer her wife here in the States. Um, and it's remaining private. That's their big thing. They're like, this is this is a private letter between her and the Dusty Man. But we've got one excerpt for you. First they said in the AP, their wordage was one line. But it's an excerpt because they broke it up throughout the article. Oh like more, so it's, it's like, like more and more and more. And I'm like, are you sure? Cherry picked pieces of uh, the whole letter? Yes. So I'm thinking, are you For sure? For a TLDR. Are you sure this isn't the whole letter? Like, they've included an awful lot. Uh, so I'll read what she allegedly wrote. I'm sure she had some guidance, you know? Yeah. Athletes aren't writers. I would hope that she's not <laughs> trying to get out of Russia all on her own, that she has some kind of, like, legal team yeah. and other people this, helping this, her write letters to the president, yes. This, this is the Dusty Man administration, though, and there was the unfortunate mistake last week of... A scheduled phone call they couldn't I work out. <laughs> things, I, don't get me wrong, I don't, 
I'm not underestimating the. Uh, I have no faith in our ability government. of things to get unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she wrote, "As I sit here in a Russian prison, alone with my thoughts and without the protection of my wife, family, friends, Olympic jersey, or any accomplishments, I'm terrified I might be here forever." On the Fourth of July. Our family normally honors the service of those who fought for our freedom, including my father, who is a Vietnam War veteran. It hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day, because freedom means something completely different to me this year. Please do all you can to bring us home. I voted for the first time in 2020, and I voted for you. I believe in you. I still have so much good to do with my freedom that you can help restore. I miss my wife. I miss my family. I miss my teammates. It kills me to know they are suffering so much right now. I am grateful for whatever you can do at this moment to get me home. Just say, I miss the earth so much. I uh, miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. <laughs> and there's many people coming. Yeah. So, she made the headlines again today. Whoa. Because, uh, very unpopular. She was a hot topic at the White House press briefing. Ah. And so I have a, I brought a long clip okay. from the press brief. So I can say that the president did read the letter. Uh, I was there when he read the letter. Ooh. Um, this is something, uh, Brittany Griner being uh, held in Moscow. Uh, we believe the Federation is wrongfully, uh, she's being wrongfully detained uh, in Moscow at this time. The Federation. Uh, this is an issue that is a priority for this president. As you have heard us say before, he believes that any U.S. national that is held uh, abroad or detained or uh, held hostage abroad, we need to bring back safely and we are going to uh, use every tool that we possibly can to make that happen. Again, this is a priority uh, for the president. I do want to share that on Saturday, uh, Mrs. Greiner spoke with National Security Advisor uh, Jake Sullivan. That is their second call in the past about 10 days that they have spoken. Uh, Secretary Blinken also spoke uh, with Mrs. Greiner as, as well recently. I don't have anything else to read out as far a, as a potential call or a meeting uh, with her family, but clearly uh, we believe she is wrongfully detained. Uh, we believe um, she needs to come home. She should be home, as well as Paul Whalen, as well, who's being held, and any other U.S. nationals who is uh, wrong, being wrongfully detained abroad. I'm going to pause it there for a second before the next journal asks a question. But yeah, the Federation. Oh, the trade Federation. Remind me of like Star Wars yeah, or something. That shitty. I had one of those shitty masks. I have no idea why. One of the Trade Federation guys, like that big <laughs> alien with the weird hat. Yeah. Yeah, man. Neat. I had one of those. I don't know why. I just saw it in a Halloween store when I was like, uh, probably 11 or 12. And it was just like, oh, yeah, this one. I just wanted to wear this for Halloween. <laughs> Fuck everything else. Uh, yeah, so the Federation, she used the word hostage. I liked that. I was like, okay, all right. Uh, and then I was like, I thought that was the end, you know? I'm like, okay, well, there was my Gritney piece. Uh, She's a hostage on the Fediverse. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but no, there was more. Okay. Hi, um, just to follow up on that, um, Griner's coach said if this was LeBron, she would be home, right? Gotta go it's LeBron a statement about the value of women. It's a statement about a black person, a statement about the value of a gay person. All of those things we know is true. Do you see this as a double standard? Do we know those things as true? Look, if she was Michael Jordan, she'd have been home. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll accept that. 
But LeBron, man, I don't know. Come on. I don't know. This is a president who has put all of the um, things that you just laid out, the LGBTQ community, women, um, uh, people of color, he has fought for those communities throughout his career, and you you have seen <laughs> that in policies that he has put forward. Again, okay. this is a priority for this president. He's doing everything that he can. Uh, the White House is uh, closely coordinating as well with the special presidential envoy for hostage affairs, who has met with Brittany's family, her teammates, and her uh, her support network. So we are going to continue to have those conversations, and we're going to make sure that. Uh, she she and others get home safely. And just to follow up, since this is a priority for the president, I mean, she's been detained for months now. Uh, her wife told CBS this morning that uh, she still has not heard from Biden, and honestly, it's very disheartening. I know it's a priority, but why has it taken this long, and why has it taken a letter it's from just a slow road priority, right? He's the dusty man. To, uh, reach the president to Sleepy Joe. Look, this has been on top of mind of the president. Like, I was <laughs> there when he read the letter. I was um, there. That's a wobbly mind to be on top of. He takes this job um, (laughs) very seriously, especially when it comes to bringing home U.S. nationals who are um, wrongfully detained. And uh, you saw the work that his administration did uh, to bring to bring home Trevor Reed. That is the same uh, the same work, uh, same energy, same focus that we did and put behind bringing Trevor Reed home. We're going to do the same with Brittany Griner and others. Uh, so again, this is a priority. Uh, we are going to make this happen. We've had, she's, we have been in constant communications, uh, Secretary Blinken, the special envoys I just listed out, and also uh, Jake Sullivan, our national security advisor. We're going to continue to have those conversations uh, and we're going to continue to make sure we use uh, everything at our disposal to bring her home and also Paul Whelan and all the others U.S. nationals that are abroad. She's like, guys, guys, we, we responded to like literally every fucking email we got about it. I mean, what more can we do? She said, she's like, I've got nothing else to read. I replied to all the emails that came in. So did Blinken. So did uh, shit stain, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know the talking points. We know the talking points. It's all been covered. That's all we got. That's all we got. Ah, they, yeah, they don't have a good campaign or anything. They're not running with the free Britney, which I thought was really good. She's like, they, you know, we got that one guy back that one time, so yeah. we're going to do that uh, with Britney Griner and others. God, I'd, yeah. hate to, I'd hate to be the others, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Second well, of all, I'd hate to be uh, uh, whoever's not a priority for this administration. Yeah. Well, th- like, if that's his top of mind, I'd hate to be on the back burner with that guy. Oh, gosh. Seriously. There's no difference between the top and the back burner with that guy. No, back Burner's uh, more like the back pantry with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to salt the wound, but yeah, like the the embassy worker that we talked about three bowls ago or so, who had his yeah. medical weed after back surgery and mm-hmm. is in jail in no. Russia for more than ten years. But he's just jailed, got but no one's talking about no that. chance because he's not a famous basketball player. Well, clearly he's not wrongfully detained because pot only applies to certain people when it comes to wrongful detainment, right. you know? Like, right. oh, it was his weed. He had the script with him, so no, can't do nothing about that. Ah, it's just frustrating. I don't like that. You know, if you're going to be a proponent for pot and getting people out of, you know, from behind cages abroad for pot stuff, then just apply it equally. You know, I want all the prop pr- pot prisoners home safely. 
Yes, I agree. But here we are. Anyways, that was too long of a Gritney segment, but a lot happened over the <laughs> all the days. That's a, a bit going on, man. And then, you know, maybe she doesn't get a headline tomorrow, but Thursday, trial starts back up. And you know what, bowlers? You're going to know every bit of the journey. That's, yeah, that's right. You won't miss a, any stinking moment. And you know why? Because I will be on top of it this whole time. That's right. Uh, Clint Eastwood won $2 million in a fake CBD endorsement case. Whoa. Yeah. He wanted $3 million, but he got two. That's it wasn't fake good. enough to get three. I guess not. I'm not sure why. Still happened pretty there. fake for $2 million. Uh, maybe he needed a better attorney. I don't know. But this is the second time he's won against a CBD manufacturer who fabricated endorsements from him. And the last time around, he got $6.1 million out of it. Good lord. His last lawsuit, yeah. He sued these companies in 2020 in a California federal court, uh, and he wants to make it clear he's never been involved in the weed industry. But, yeah, I guess uh, they put his name in their... <laughs> they really focused on, like, SEO. You know, they're like... His name was in the webpage meta description. They put his name in their blog posts. I'm like, okay. I guarantee you that if stoners are searching Clint Eastwood, they're trying to find the gorilla song before they're trying to find (laughs) any spaghetti westerns, man. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was was like... But I could see if that could maybe skew the results or something. Oh, for sure. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) I know... I know there's a, a dirty, hairy strain, but yeah. that's as close to Clint Eastwood as I've ever gotten with weed stuffs. I mean, <laughs> Clint Eastwood's like a staunch conservative dude. Like, why would he endorse pot? CBD. 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 Why would he endorse... <laughs> 50 state legal. <laughs> why would he endorse CBD? Why would he... Uh, and how, how dare you fake an endorsement? That's gross. That's just dumb. It's very dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb. Like, you think they're not going to tell Clint eventually? Yeah. Like, the point is to get more people to pay attention, right? So then more people are going to pay attention. And uh, it turns out Clint Eastwood probably has a team of people. Whose job who, is to pay attention. Their whole job is just to show him shit that his name was mentioned in or on. Yeah. Keep his reputation the way he wants it. You know, uh, and, and, and troll for uh, lawsuits, too. You know? Oh, yeah. Make money. Fuck. I mean, if this guy can hit a few million every time, yeah, you'd be wanting to look for that shit. Yeah, true. Uh, in a similar fashion, uh, the Big Bang actress and Jeopardy host, Mayim Bielik, I'm probably butchering her name, but she won a preliminary <laughs> injunction against CBD companies using her name to advertise their products. Oh, my God. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't fake endorsements. You saw the Borat shit go down. Just yeah. don't do it. <laughs> These are real people, you know? They, like, check up on shit. Every once in a while. <laughs> they got people. Dude, all our Yelp reviews suck. What should we do? <laughs> Dude, we'll just write an endorsement from, like, Clint Eastwood, man. Nobody's gonna know. <laughs> Could be like, you know, like, I went to, co- I went to like, uh, college with a guy named Clint Eastwood, you know? Like, could just be him, you know? Like, you know? Yeah, you didn't know. mean like that, Clint Eastwood, man. <sighs> well, the Department of Justice is asking for more time to respond to Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried's lawsuit, but says ultimately it's going to file a motion to dismiss. Of course, her lawsuit was about medical patients' gun rights, hmm. and uh, in light of the Supreme Court ruling for New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, mm-hmm. 
in which they overruled New York's law restricting open carry, uh, it becomes uh, pertinent and relevant to the headlines again. So yeah, the DOJ had to make a statement, I guess, and they're like, oh, we need more time to ask for dismissal. <laughs> yes, it's but, uh, safe to say that the landscape yeah. of constitutional precedent has been altered. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but, you know, because you have to, when you go buy a firearm, answer if you use illegal drugs or not. And if you're a medical patient, well, it's federally illegal, so you're lying if you say no. But if you say yes, you can't get a gun, so that's messed up. Yeah. Should be unconstitutional. Gotta get fixed. No? I think. I don't know. Yeah. No, you're without a doubt. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Customs and Border Patrol... Had a brag tweet that they posted this weekend. Oh, boy. Uh, which brought me to an interesting link, though. Uh, they were bragging about seizing 99,000 pounds of pot so far this year. And oh, so, wow. Uh, their link brought me to their drug seizure statistics. And uh, I saw they seized 319,000 pounds in 2021. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Seems like you're a little behind this year, personally, but mm-hmm. whatever. Uh and then I was looking at the other drugs, 7.7 thousand pounds of fentanyl seized and uh, 11,200 in 2021. I was like, you know, would the <laughs> you think they would be focusing more on those numbers. Yeah, right? did they like, have the summon stat included? Like, oh, it's enough to kill all 8 billion people uh, on the earth like oh, 26,000 times that's or whatever. That's a different story. But no, the, the Border Patrol did not talk about the fentanyl at all. They just focused on the pot, and I was like, don't you realize this is an unpopular opinion now? You know? Like, people don't like seeing you take weed from people. (laughs) I don't know. They don't get the memos. They're dinosaurs. The whole federal government. Just one big, giant, old, slow, sleepy dinosaur. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they sound like. The U.S. Department of Energy is giving a... $3,740,000 $3,740,000 grant to Texas A&M for hempcrete research. Holy mo. Yeah. 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 I like money, though. I like money, too. And hemp for victory. Uh, researchers there are working to 3D print buildings using hempcrete. And if all goes well, they'll have blueprints for other people to 3D print these hempcrete buildings. So hempcrete, of course is more resilient to natural hazards than wood frame buildings, and it's fire-resistant and water-resistant, and it has good insulation. I've heard such cool things about hempcrete. I, I want to get my hands on some and just I know. build something out of it. I know, the next house. Like an outbuilding at first or something. Yeah. You know, just a shed out. or some fucking, like maybe a little motorcycle garage. Oh, that would be cool. Build out of hempcrete. Yeah. Uh, so the funding comes from Hestia, which stands for Harnessing Emissions into Structures Taking Inputs from the Atmosphere. Whoa. Or, as I recognized, it is a Greek goddess of the hearth, family, and home. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. The hearth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, Hestia. I, you know, little American gods running through my head. and Earth how goddess. These, how these goddesses stay relevant in modern times. Yeah, they gain new worshippers. Um, but that group. And board members. Yeah, this federal group is focused on carbon footprints of buildings and such. Mm. So, hey, I'm all for hemp, you know? Hemp, hemp, hooray. Hemp, hemp, hooray. Hell yeah. The U.S. Army is seeking contractors to supply hemp yarn for sniper uniforms. Ooh. Yeah. They think 
that having <laughs> hemp scout outfits will help the snipers remain undetected in close proximity. Man, hemp scouts. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's how I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, exciting I had, stuff. I had a hell of an idea one time. Yeah. A high idea. Still could happen. Still exactly. could happen. Yeah. Maybe one day. Beats the shit out of the people, scouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boy scouts are a little bit ruined now. Totally. Uh, so Leafly, I don't check on Leafly very much because it's kind of a go woke, go broke situation. Lately. Oh, yeah. But they had some good coverage that came out this week. They did a total breakdown of the fentanyl-laced weed absurdity that's oh. been going on. And I thought they did a great goddamn job laying this out. Cool. Uh, they had some stories I hadn't even heard mentioned I'll have in to here. look at that because I haven't seen it. Yeah, of course it's linked in the show notes. Sure. Um, but it, they point back to August 2018 saying this is when it really all started in Connecticut. And I do remember <laughs> this story. 71 people overdosed. Right. And immediately the cops come out. They say, hey, our field tests say that this weed was linked with fentanyl. And then uh, the media runs with that headline because, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. And yeah. if it scares people, it's going to make money. And, oh, weed bad. Blame the weed. Uh, but actually, they got uh, Carl Hart, Dr. Carl Hart, to look into these toxicology reports and stuff. And what these people OD'd on was K2 laced with a highly lethal substance found in rat poison. Oh, gross. Brody Fakeum. <laughs> I'll butcher it. the name, but you know. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Look up your rat local rat poison and you'll see it in there. Brody Fakeum. <laughs> you can't be smoking the fake shit, man. No, K2 spice. I don't care if you're on papers Fuck. or what's going on, dude. Like, if you can't smoke the real, don't smoke. Yeah, exactly. Because the fake shit doesn't do anything good for you. And it's so, not a replacement. It's not a substitute. No. It's fucked up. Yeah. That's right. It, potpourri goes by many names. Potpourri, Spice, you K2, actually, all that fake weed. I mean, they even fucking have CBD now and other shit, you know, like. Right. Fake. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, just don't. Is going to mess you up, dude. Yeah. Uh, so from that story, uh, I saw they had in this breakdown. Brodificoum. That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah. Brodificoum. Thank you. That's great. Someone posted it. You're better... Well read. I don't know. It just see, no. I mean, I don't know if that's right. It just seems to roll off the tongue a little better. Rodificum. Yeah, it's bad shit. It's uh, in rat poison, which is all I needed to read to say, oh yeah, that'd probably do it. Um, but from that, Canadian officials sent out a public warning that there would be false fentanyl reports, and this was in 2019. Hmm. You know, saying, hey, we're gonna start hearing all these alarms of fentanyl laced weed and it's just propaganda which at the same time you know i always think of uh what like the paraquat pot and government lacing weed with stuff on its own to give weed a bad name and hurt people <laughs> so i was like okay if my officials came out and said it was fake i wouldn't necessarily believe that either <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i thought it was interesting uh, the canadians were trying to get on top of it because, of course, now they're uh, getting the fingers pointed at them by Governor Sununu in New Hampshire saying that that's where the fentanyl's coming from and the laced pot. Uh, but anyways, they talked about how even if you sprinkled fentanyl on weed, it would combust and you wouldn't get the effects. You know, it would just burn up. It wouldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. It would be See, wasted. I always wondered about that. And 
it's too expensive to waste on weed, which is a point we've made. The same thing I've been saying this whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- it was awesome because it was just spot on with all of the things we've said over the bowls. Cool. You know, I was well, like, I'm, Hell I'm yeah. glad they've been listening to the show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Leafly. It, it Leafly, was the East Coast editor. Shout out to him. Leafly, if you get value from this podcast, you can always send value back. You know. Yeah. And if you if need. You got a lot of clicks off of our material. Um, lines if, of thinking. If you need some uh, audio oh, consultants, shit. we're available for a fee. Yeah, there's some other people on some <laughs> bullshit we've noticed, actually, yes. Yeah. Audio is tough, uh, <laughs> but well, we have got it down pretty well, so, you know. <laughs> it's not just the fentanyl people that are lying out there. We, there's <laughs> some other liars. Uh, Your yeah. work has only just begun. So That's cool, though. Know, That's good they did that. It makes sense to put... Okay, it doesn't, like, make sense, but you can charge more for pills and heroin if you put fentanyl in it because you're going to get a greater high um and they broke it down and said to get the fentanyl high you need 25 micrograms yeah which is incredible i mean that's a hundred times more potent gram for gram than heroin so oh yeah at at an average you know um so people could pay good money for that it was like a million dollars for a kilo of fentanyl uh so why would someone waste it you know to kill or hurt people they wouldn't they're gonna make money off of it um and then they went into the what we've always been skeptical on uh simply touching or being in the same room as fentanyl Mm -hmm. (laughs) the law enforcement will will lead you to believe it'll cause you to overdose if one snowflake of fentanyl falls on the back of your fingernail you'll die in 30 minutes. Yeah, well... Yeah, they say you, shit like that all the time. You start seeing cops falling down and freaking out and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, well, they've all been hallelujahed into thinking exactly. this shit. Exactly. I've seen what it, hypnosis does, you hypno- know? You can exactly. put people under hypnosis and say, you know, hey, if this happens, then this is what uh, your reaction will be. Well, and how about this? <clears throat> if I know that I have to get a blood test, I start sweating and shaking, <laughs> and I start yeah. overthinking it, and I guess it's basically like the equivalency of a panic attack, you know? Like, I pass out. I pass out when I get my blood drawn because sure. I, I overthink it. And they could easily do that, too, you know? Because they've heard so much scary stuff about this substance. Yeah. And this is what happens when you live under prohibition. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. No, I mean, your whole body goes into overdrive when you, like, just by thinking, and that's the power your brain has over the rest of your body. But just thinking I'm going to die and believing it immediately kicks off a whole bunch of systems and everything's freaking out in your body, you know? Yeah. Which further reinforces that I'm going to die thought. Exactly. And you start spiraling. It's a spiral. Yep. So that's a myth, of course, that simply being around fentanyl or touching it is going to make you OD. Yeah. Um, it seemed fishy to me. They pointed to a, like, I don't know. a so study. Seen a few drugs around, you know? Which, Over the years, yeah, yeah, you don't just get a. It's just weird, like three well, feet away. Know, high. What's special <laughs> with this particular opiate that doesn't necessarily true for a lot of the other ones? You know. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. That uh, twenty-five microgram area is like LSD potency. You know. Yeah. Barely needing any. Yeah. That's that part's weird. Yeah. Hey, those are Leafly's numbers. That's Leafly's math. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm not. But I'm not here to refuse. I don't. I don't have any fucking numbers. No, I I didn't either before this. Um, But they point to this 2017 study, study after study. Uh, But this one was entitled Investigating the Deadly Exposure Myth. 
and it just breaks it down. I'll have a link in the show notes to that too, where they talk about it, it can't cause you to overdose. Here's toxicology reports like, <laughs> oh, you're in the same room as fentanyl, nothing happens. Uh, then, just like the COOF tests, police test kits can be faulty. Wow. So just because something tests positive with a street test kit. Uh, yeah, the field test thing. The field test does not mean that it was a positive result. It could be a false right. positive. But do you think the media cares or waits for no, a double no, no, checking no. at a The field you know, test no. stuff has always been this way. It's always overblown and, you know, not as reliable. And typically what happens if there's a court case based off of the initial field test is they bag it and they send it into lab for lab. further analysis. And then, and you then know, if you isolate you a positive test, then you can figure out what happened and what it really is and all this shit. Maybe collect further evidence. But the initial thing is just the field test, which, you know, is, it's a strip of paper these guys are shaking shit onto and then dipping in water, you know, in the middle of a fucking... Uh, live PD style pullover, you know, like yeah, it's a joke. There's a room for human error and all this. Oh, of course, <clears throat> but Leafly explains how the current state of media doesn't do their job; they just run with it. You know, as soon as that field test gets a positive, it's a headline because they profit off of fear, of course, just like law enforcement does. And uh, you know, this is what you get with prohibition: you get no transparent information about substances or users you just get all these lies and fear yeah and uh they also talked about how with the opioid epidemic that's been declared and you know it's it's top of mind for the dusty man in office right now i'm sure um first responders will go ahead and assume that every overdose is opioid related you know where i just talked about that one with 71 people who od'd was k2 yeah you know spice um, but also under prohibition, folks who may be overdosing or are at risk of it will lie to cops and first responders because they don't want to get in yeah, trouble. For sure. You know? And, uh, I mean, there's so many stigmas against them and their, their well-being there. So, yeah, we can't have a good, honest discussion about human biology and psychology and these substances, which is why you got to go to Arrowhead. <laughs> to yeah, read. that's like as close as you can get to Funny learning enough, some things i did go to arrowhead and oh, wow. there's no dosage tab on fentanyl interesting yeah I'd, so it's just not in there i don't know if they're just they haven't got you know it's I'd all, like it's to all see a volunteer thing and sometimes i don't know for whatever reason they don't have stuff right away or can't get it verified oh. or maybe they don't want to even go there i don't know let's see the source for the 25 micrograms comes from they have a link. Uh, fentanyl patches for chronic pain mm. on nps.org.au. So an Australia medical website. Uh, and they're, they're doing patches. You know? So is that slow release? I don't know. I didn't read this, but. Yeah, in the chat, uh, heel to the screen is saying the patches is the most effective way. Sure. Yeah. My uh And that most people can't dose it properly, which makes it's typical of anything that Yeah, the uh, dose is the poison is for everything. Is effective dose and threshold doses are in the microgram ranges. Like in order to measure that properly, you have to get an exact measurement of the uh you know, usually you're talking about a powder at that point or the crystals, and then ex and then have it in an exact 
millilitrage of water, distilled water or something like that, and then separate it out proportionally. The microgram, it's not like something you can just weigh out on a fucking scale in the backseat of your car, you know? It doesn't fucking pick up. Yeah, exactly. Human error, again. Um, And yeah, I've had experience with fentanyl in the hospital, and it was an IV drip. Mm-hmm. So, you too, now. Yeah, with the kidney stone, they gave me some of that shit. Yeah, and the morphine worked better for you. <laughs> I thought the morphine was more powerful, for sure. Which and, is, They uh, say that the fentanyl is more powerful, but... The fentanyl they say a took lot of me shit. strong, way more strongly back to neutral. Okay, but I don't th- like it. Didn't get me high. High, yeah, yeah. It just takes the pain away. The pain kind of goes away, but it was still there. Like I don't know, pain is so strange. For me, it was like I don't know. I I find it hard to describe because the pain I was still aware of. It just wasn't like the feeling part, you know. Yeah. Of where it's like peak feeling pain. But, like, the obstruction was still there and everything pushing around, I could still feel, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or was still discomfort. Aware of, I was still physically aware of it, but I couldn't feel it. it I w- don't know. It was a discomfort, but uh, not painful. But being in a human vessel <laughs> is so fucking strange. Yeah. And trying to and come subjective. up with the correct words yeah. to and correctly describe. And then there's the moment the that I was in at the time. And then there's right now me sitting here trying to, like, recall. All recall. That. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. But I just, I don't know. I was trying, and that's the thing, too, because trying them back-to-back like that. I'm always interested, you know, in how these things affect us and, like... Yeah. Uh, because I want to know in the in the future, you know, if I'm going to the hospital, I'm getting two or three or four medications or whatever. I want to be very aware of how they're making me feel. Am I reacting at all? Is it good? Is it bad? Does it help? Does it not? Do I give a shit? So that I'll know next time what I want, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try to help them out. Manage the managers, yeah. X doesn't work for me. Why I had a good experience with. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, they make a good point in this article, too, that uh, toxicology reports usually show that it's the mixing of substances yes. and not the substance themselves that cause suffering and death once you get into the cocktails or like people are juggling all kinds of different shit they point a big fat finger at alcohol often being the culprit never helps with opiates makes it much harder to breathe and much more likely that you're going to puke in your own respiratory system well and puts you to sleep sometimes too which you can't be doing if you're going to be barfing correct (laughs) many such cases unfortunately (sighs) yeah um so then this after reading that there was this hilarious tweet that happened in our neck of the woods uh, from Kansas City, Kansas Police Department of, I guess it's the police chief. And and here's the newest false fentanyl report here. Uh, Kansas police chief suffers, well, I wrote panic attack, <laughs> from potential fentanyl exposure. And uh, the other officers, this guy, he just flops to the ground, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I didn't see him touch anything or whatever. I posted the video in there, but his buddies come running in with the naloxone administration. And he's good to go. But yeah, just watch for it. I don't know. I just it reminds me of like the faith healers when they like lay hands on people and they're like, and people are like flopping around on the ground and shit. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of that. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta get the demons exorcised from you. You know. Yeah. You don't want them demons getting fat, let me tell you. No, no. But uh, I don't know. You just got to try to find the humor in things. Absolutely. Because life can be, it's you know, tragedy and comedy go hand in hand. So yeah, uh, it's good to look at these fentanyl 
stories with the skeptical ones, as we have been doing in the bowl, and I'm sure all the bowlers have. I'm glad that we're not the only ones on this. No, uh, yeah, it's important. And I, I really appreciated Leafly doing a full historic timeline breakdown of it. Yeah, you know? that's cool. And they got Dr. Carl Hart in there. He's a cool dude, so yeah. it was fun to hear from him. And he's looked into toxicology reports for people who've lost loved ones and had certain drugs blamed, you know, and been like, no, actually, it was because they took an antihistamine and opiates and mm. then went to sleep. And <laughs> it's just nice to get the truth, you know, some yeah. objective reality. Definitely. Um, but straying away from objective reality... Uh, Governor Sununu of New Hampshire is back with his uh, fentanyl fears. Another relevant story for this. Flanked by law enforcement and health officials, Governor Chris Sununu says New Hampshire's fight against illegal drugs has taken a drastic turn in just the last few months. We're seeing a whole new mix uh, and integration of these very dangerous and deadly uh, drugs Here we go. being mixed in with more recreational activities, whether it's vaping, whether it's marijuana. Sununu says not only is an unprecedented amount of fentanyl flooding the black market for drugs, Ugh. but cartels are diversifying the ways they attempt to introduce their product to get people hooked. They're mixing it with Adderall. They're mixing it with Xanax. <laughs> they're mixing it with marijuana. They're putting it into vape cartridges. And no, unfortunately, we have individuals that think, well, there's just, this is a, a vaping is a recreational experience. A lot of parents don't even realize the kids, they, they might be vaping, they think it's flavored vape, it's actually THC, and now it's <gasps> laced with something else. It's not Officials flavored blame vape. a recent surge in overdoses in Nashua on this integration by the cartels. Oh my God. State police say they have concrete evidence that the supply of fentanyl is on the rise. Show it. And in a major change posing a potentially deadly threat to users, they say its appearance is no longer consistent. Because of this, you can no longer tell whether the powder may be heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, or a combination of these drugs. Let me well, taste it, I'll tell you if it's good. Fight <laughs> on both the law enforcement and addiction treatment fronts, Governor Sununu says the federal government needs to do more beyond U.S. borders to stop the cartels. Clearly, we can always do more. I mean, you know, without a doubt. I'm not going to tell you we should be doing less. I'm not going to tell you that it's okay what's happening, right? It's coming over at unprecedented levels. It's it's killing our citizens. So clearly the United States, if they have, if we have the opportunity, and I think we do, we have to do more across the border. That's another one of those oh, fuckload of performatives. Or, you know, guy says like three or four statements about what he can tell you and what he can't tell you. Yeah. It's like goddamn politician shit. Sorry, I, I took this uh, ISO up because oh, okay. I heard something. Vaping is a recreational experience. Oh, nice. Or vaping is a recreational uh, experience. He does say vaping, but from my headphones earlier when I was working, it really sounded like he said raping is a oh recreational experience. Or vaping is a recreational experience. <laughs> well, when you know. prime it for that, I can hear it, but oh my God. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he vaping. He was nervous. He's well, what do you expect stuttering from a lot. Governor Snooze New? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks well, for that riveting... Uh, that riveting attack on the new dangers there, Governor Snoo Snoo. Snoo Snoo. Yeah. Uh, well, here we go. Again, the next story just kind of rolls right into it. Uh-oh. It's hilarious. Colorado State Patrol seizes enough fentanyl to kill 25 million people. There and it is. And you brought that up earlier. You were like, oh, so are they going to give us a number on how many people could get hurt or killed? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like bringing up a, a number of some number of piranha and then not mentioning how long it would take them to skeletonize a cow <laughs> this is just, just how you write a good that. headline man yeah, if it bleeds it leads you got to tell me how 
That's enough to kill how many people? Like, I've come to expect it now. Like, yeah. oh, X amount of fentanyl. And then Y is, this would kill Y amount of people. Enough to kill Y amount of people. Yeah. So dumb. <sighs> uh, but they found 114 pounds of what they claim is pure fentanyl on June 6th during a traffic stop on I-70. Uh, they didn't say why they stopped the car, and they're not identifying the driver uh, because they think there could be some potential Mexican cartel retaliation. Their words, not mine. Um, but they found the kilos of fentanyl below the passenger and driver seats, reachable by a trap door. There were 48 one-kilo bricks. Uh, and they believe this is the biggest seizure of fentanyl made on a U.S. highway. Mm. So uh, there was a stat from the DEA saying one kilo can kill up to 500,000 people. So then the journalist did the math and ran with it as the headline. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then here was an interesting one. They said, uh, just the wording on this, Colorado has seized more than 2 million dosages of fentanyl units from January to May of this year. Dosages of fentanyl units. Dosages of fentanyl units. I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) Okay. They got all the words in there. Sounds like a lot, though. Yeah, (laughs) 2 million. (laughs) Big numbers. (laughs) Wow, Uh, that's a lot. (laughs) Where did it come from? But enough about that stuff. Yeah. That's not our substance of choice. We like weed. And in Washington, D.C., the council there unanimously passed a bill that lets citizens self-certify as medical patients. Oh, neat. Yeah, this was the Medical Marijuana Self-Certification Emergency Amendment Act of 2022. Now do the rest of the drugs. (laughs) Now do literally every other fucking pharmaceutical and uh, all of that shit. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, yeah. I, I self-certify as an albuterol now, user. Yeah, now you have do to give me my inhaler. Fucking yeah, A. I exactly. totally agree. The inhalers, come on, it's fucking albuterol. It's hey. so safe, it doesn't even give a warning to pregnant or breastfeeding women on it. <laughs> I wheeze due to my asthma seasonally and situationally. Uh, can I get a fucking inhaler? And Here's I, my money. And I'm a stoner, and I misplace things, so I want a couple on hand, you know? <laughs> yeah, like just two. You have one <laughs> yeah. for the car and one for the purse, or whatever the fuck. One you for know? the car, one for the purse, one for the bathroom. Hang inhalers around. Inhalers. It's a simple, uh, simple. One act. of the safest, most life-saving drugs. I no. can. You I, gotta have a fucking prescription. Sit in the chair. Blah, 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 I can blah, go blah, to the health department. Prove you need it. And get naloxone, <laughs> but I can't get an albuterol inhaler. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, because this was an emergency amendment act, it takes effect immediately. Oh boy. Uh, so you just gotta be twenty-one. Obviously, don't need a doctor recommendation anymore. But there's still a card process, but it's been expedited to one day if you visit the ABRA office. Not abracadabra, but it's the Alcoholic <laughs> Beverage Regulation Administration. A bra? Is, a bra, yes. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, I didn't like that the Alcoholic Beverage Regulation Administration is looking over weed, but whatever. Yeah. Doing this circumvents Congress's rider blocking the legalization of recreational sales in dc ah so in your face congress yeah exactly we the people uh but yeah they talked about in this article how a majority of adults use weed for health and wellness reasons mm. i was like yeah i can see that my head hurts smoke some weed i don't my stomach hurts smoke some weed <laughs> the kids are driving me nuts smoke some weed <laughs> <laughs> all health and wellness you know oh i want to 
I gotta exercise, but I don't want to. Yeah, smoke some weed. <laughs> it's great for menial <laughs> tasks and You've stuff. Got yeah. all the solutions. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to do chores without weed? Not You're me. saying smoke some weed and then you'll be down to exercise. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, going up and down the stairs with four baskets of laundry. That's my exercise. <laughs> Uh, Zoning out on the kettlebell. You're like, wow, how many have I done? I guess a lot. Uh, 333. (laughs) (laughs) They're waiving registration fees through August 18th, and you'll be able to purchase up to two ounces. And uh, allegedly, 38 other medical states offer reciprocity if you're a DC patient with this Abra card. Damn. But we must remember... That this Friday, or actually I think it was last Friday, the recriminalization of public possession of more than four ounces went into effect in Virginia. So, keep that in mind. Pretty lame. Take a big step in the right direction and then take a big step backwards. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill to eliminate the cultivation tax, prevent excise tax increases for at least three years, and provide tax credits for social equity. But there were, like, no details on the tax credits for social equity, uh, except for that they're going to have two board meetings or, like, a task force that's going to form to discuss that. Oh, neat. I was like, okay, so it's carved out, but not permanent. they got to have two meetings about, all right, what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> yeah. we got to make sure, we got to codify it. We put the buzzwords in so that the people would leave us alone. <laughs> um, Los Angeles City Council approved a program that requires licensed weed businesses to display a placard. I was like, what could go wrong here? Sure. Uh, The placard proves that they're operating legally and in compliance with public health regulations. Uh, It's meant for the public and law enforcement, you know? Yeah. It's a, hey, green flag. Everything's good here. Yeah, it's like a business license or having a... Which they already have, though. That's what kills me. Oh, so it's an extra placard on top of that? Yeah. So... The business has to be licensed already. Right. And then to get the placard, they have to undergo a health inspection. And then they get the placard and they have to put it in a visible spot outside the shop. Hmm. It's like a green light to even enter, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just was reading this and I'm like, okay, so where's the fake placard maker? Yeah. It's just another, it's just another, another emerald market hustle. Another <laughs> underground industry is born. Or... When will we see the first lawsuit about this? Hey, uh, buds down the road didn't actually go through their health inspection. You didn't write them up for anything. Why'd you ding us on every little thing? I don't know. It's just, it sounds like a nuisance to me. (laughs) But hey, shiny signs. Uh, Federal prosecutors published a press release this week touting the convictions of Two adults who pled guilty to operating a place called Canaland in Southern California from 2019 to 2022 uh, as part of a crackdown on unlicensed dispensaries. So, uh, allegedly, they were a wholesale supplier of weed and a dispensary. Um, a search warrant was executed April 2021. I'm sure just in time for 420 because law enforcement is always gross like that. And they were they took three thousand pounds of weed and five firearms off of them. So far, a dozen search warrants have been executed, and more than thirty individuals have been charged. Probably thirty three, but they didn't list them all out. Uh, with nearly thirty thousand pounds of weed seized, sixty eight firearms, millions of dollars, jewelry, and other 
good shiny things that cops enjoy taking. So that's going down, you know. They like to brag. <laughs> Look at we're getting the Emerald Market workers. We're getting them. Here's their names. And wow, they were all like early 30s, you know. And in their 20s, a lot of them. There was one guy over 50, but I was like, damn. Just makes you sad that this plant isn't legal for everyone to just do whatever the hell they want with. <laughs> the Colorado Department of Revenue uh, clarified the legality of weed seeds this week. Because, of course, on January 6th, the DEA posted a letter saying that weed seeds are federally legal since they contain less than 0.3% of Delta-9 THC. Now, Colorado reiterates to Coloradans that only licensed businesses can handle weed seeds because only they are regulated right. to transfer them. <laughs> but you can go to a retail store and buy one from them, but you cannot get it through the mail. You have to go in person and buy it from a licensed, regulated business. Yeah. So, uh, Well, good luck uh, no shutting all that down, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No interstate... Weed seeds into Colorado, only uh, from their transfers between their licensed businesses. You know, just got to complicate things. And yeah, because how could you mail, like, weed seeds? Criminal. It'd be, <laughs> be really hard to, like, smuggle <coughs> Yeah, a weed seed, man. And especially when the DEA says, hey, that's federally legal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're cool. We're not looking for the seeds. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kansas. That's, the, that's the way they'll stop most people. It's just, it's so illegal. It's very illegal. I can't do that because it's illegal. Yeah. Well, okay. There, there's enough sheeple. Yeah. Just sounds just illegal. Rule followers. Ooh, sounds illegal, man. Yeah. Yeah. The laws don't get hurt when they get broken. Can't do it. It's impossible. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly and the state attorney general are being sued by a Delta 8 THC retailer, Terpene Distribution in Lawrence, a cool town. Uh, they're labeled as a dispensary and were raided by the Shawnee County law enforcement. Bah. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, it just grosses me out to call it a dispensary because they're selling CBD and Delta 8 products. Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> I mean, that's it's like a gas station. <laughs> Still a dispensary, man. But sure. All right. All right. Um, so they were arguing that the policies limiting the sale of these products contradict federal law which is a fact mm -hmm. um and in kansas they state that delta 8 well it's legal but it has to be derived from hemp rather than from marijuana that's the word oh my goodness so it's like oh okay which probably means it has to go through that synthetic process you know because they can only get a little amount <laughs> out of the hemp i don't know yeah i think they just had to extract a lot more i don't know either yeah well you know they label it like a synthetic cannabinoid when they go through this process, hi, ah, whatever. Um, you pull it off the plant and then it's synthetic somehow, even though you didn't synthesize it. Like to me, that's what synthetic means. It means you created the molecule. You synthesized the molecule itself, right? I don't know, fuck. Yeah, well, I don't know what they mean, you know? They, yeah, they're stepping on their own dick. Because here we are, yeah. Can't like, be hemp, oh. it has to be marijuana. That's like, uh... Hi, I'm Kansas. Okay. And Delta 8 is legal if it comes from hemp and not from pot. Okay, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, yeah, you guys don't have legal pot, so obviously it's coming from hemp if it's being made in Kansas. And then the attorney general there, Derek Schmidt, comes out and says... Well, combined THC levels can't exceed 0.3%. That's just his opinion, but he's the attorney general. So he's saying 
all types of THC, Delta 8, Delta 10, Delta 9, whatever. It can't be over 0.3%. So they've been raiding folks selling Delta 8 products and taking their stuff and putting them out of business. Um, so anyways, the lawsuit is seeking an injunction to block prosecutors and law enforcement from using the current definition of hemp that limits Delta 8 sales and asks that the court strike down related portions of the law saying that the Kansas Commercial Industrial Hemp Act should be implemented in the least restrictive manner under federal statute. Which I agree. Yes. Like, Farm Bill 2018 laid it all out. Why do you have to fight it? Yeah. So, it's not like a vote that they gave to the people, you know? Right. People didn't vote to limit it. If the Hey, if the people don't want hemp, fine, I guess, but I don't know many people that would be yeah, against that. Yeah, that would be a tough one to pass. <laughs> yeah. And What's that, buying hemp? Net Ned brings up a great point in the chat. How do you even detect if it's from hemp or pot? <laughs> Beats me. All of that's beyond me, man. <laughs> I think they're just making shit up at this point and just as an excuse to seize all these uh, products, you know? <laughs> PCR. <laughs> PCR desk, yeah. Exactly, Servo. Good. Oh, my God. Uh, so... Sta- I didn't know this, but states are barred under federal law from changing the definition of hemp. So, um, but then it all came to a weird halt at the end of the article. They mentioned that the attorney general says they haven't been served this lawsuit yet. Hmm. So, kind of weird. I don't like when... Is this another, what they do the press release folks, before they actually pull the trigger? I guess so, and I don't God think that's it. smart. It's ignorant as fuck. It's like, hey, I'm going to attack you from behind like, and the, then the person turns around and is like okay well now i'm defending right my ass that's <laughs> so weird it yeah it doesn't make any sense to me um a great news for minnesota okay last friday thc infused edibles and beverages became legal all right and that's all thc we're talking delta nine too nice yeah minnesota's it's getting a, a taste of freedom right direction after all after all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Dance and move your legs around. And of course, you know, there's like regulations here. So the edibles, the servings have to be up to five milligrams, which I'm like, damn, that's the that seems low Maybe. for a serving. Yeah. But 50 milligrams total per package. Uh, there's no limit on how many products can be purchased, though, or who can sell them. Nice. So very cool. You can get your edibles at the gas station. Uh, they say that the THC must be derived from legally certified hemp. And the funniest part about all this is that the legislators who voted for this bill say, Oh, I didn't know it was for Delta 9, the bad demon THC, too. I thought it was just Delta 8. Oh, yeah, So sure. I'm like... uh. Did your staffers tell you about the bill that they read for These you? These people show <laughs> up five minutes late to the vote, drunk off their ass anyway. It's fucking eat. Yeah, but then they're talking about trying to get a redo, a revote, and it's like, no. A redo. Oh, we want a redo vote. We didn't know. No, no take backsies. No, no, no. So dumb. God damn. Now read the bill. It's right there. THC. It's good. You're going to be fine. Yes. Enjoy your freedom. I this is such a great step in the right direction. I was like, holy shit! Booberry texted me the <laughs> a link to the article last week, and I was like, hell yeah, freedom! Nice. Way to go. Uh, on the flip side, Missouri Governor Mike Parson vetoed a kratom regulation bill. So that's a bummer. Oh man, we'll see what happens. 
Uh, and then in Montana, maybe it'll get overridden. Yeah, maybe. Dispensary owners filed a lawsuits against Great Falls after they imposed a recreational ban because they didn't put it to vote for the people with a referendum. Whoops. Uh, and this couple had secured a location in early 2022 and was denied a safety inspection on February 10th with a referral to the city attorney. The city manager contacted them and denied their application for a permit March 16th, citing the federal ban on recreational weed despite state legalization. Yeah. Uh, and then the city commissioners voted four to one to deny the couple's appeal to operate within the city. So, uh, yeah, now they're seeking a court order requiring Great Falls to process their dispensary business permit. And uh, the attorney says, their attorney says the city ban is illegal because Cascade County voters approved recreational weed in 2020 and it hasn't had an election on the issue. Like I said, that's right. a requirement by law that there's a referendum to ban right. the sales within a city. Yeah. Um, so Yellowstone County put up a referendum and it failed. Voters want recreational weed. They want to make money. Yeah, they I, want to I enjoy would, weed. I would think unless the voting is heavily controlled and rigged that uh, that would be a tough one to pass. Yeah. Uh, a hearing may be set within the next month or two. So, you know, I'll <laughs> wait and see. Hurry up and wait. <laughs> In Nebraska, the Secretary of State is asking the U.S. Court of Appeals to overturn the ruling in the case of medical activists uh, who brought up the state's rules on geographic distribution of signatures to qualify ballot measures. And that would have required them to get 5% of voters in 38 of the 93 counties. It was a win for activists. Now the Secretary of State is hoping to overturn it, as is the way in Nebraska. Um, but also going down there, the activists need 35,000 signatures and they have to get them turned in this Thursday. So I'm hoping that the 4th of July celebrations were good signature gathering spots. Uh, cause a week ago they said they needed 50,000 signatures. So they got 15,000, you know, keep going, keep pressing on. Holidays are a good time to see people who aren't normally out of the house. Yep. <laughs> Got to move some ass on it. Exactly. So, fingers crossed for you guys. Ugh, Nebraska, always an uphill battle. In North Carolina, Governor Roy Cooper signed a bill to permanently legalize hemp, just in case, you know, the federal farm bill wasn't enough. In New York, Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill including weed businesses with on-site consumption in a list of sensitive locations where people are not allowed to possess guns. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm sure people will read the signs. This is library. <laughs> uh, the Ohio Supreme Court unanimously overturned a weed conviction based on an illegal search. Cops showed up with an arrest warrant to a lady's house. Uh, and nothing came of the underlying charges for that, by the way. But she closed and locked the door on them. And <laughs> nice. then a cop watched her through the window, running to the back of the house with some baggies. So they kicked down the door Oops. and found a backpack with a baggie sticking out of it and searched it. But guess what? They didn't have a warrant to search the backpack. So they found 391 grams of pot. I love how they do grams there. Uh, <laughs> and less than a pound of edibles in the backpack roaches and shake all about the house um and they of course they had to do a weapons safety sweep but found no weapons so 
the lady, Kennedy Burroughs, filed a motion to suppress the evidence obtained via opening her backpack, arguing the warrantless search marked a violation of her Fourth Amendment rights. And um, it was a win. It was a win for her. So the prosecutor's office can continue to pursue the charge or drop the case. Hopefully they just drop it. That'd be cool. Um, Lay County, Pennsylvania District Attorney is warning retailers uh, that they might be selling illegal hemp-derived products. We're oh, talking no. Delta, Delta, Delta 10 that's over 0.3% because that's how they're defining it. Uh. The THC is all THC, not just Delta 9. And they're sending a drug task force to businesses to take products. And they say, oh, hey, retailers, if you cooperate with us and just surrender your products and agree to stop selling them, you won't face any criminal charges. But if we catch you selling this stuff later, uh, we'll charge you and your employees with possession of a controlled substance, which is a misdemeanor punishable up to a year and or with a $5,000 fine. Or we might hit you with a possession with intent to distribute, which is a felony punishable as a first offense up to five years in prison with a $15,000 fine. So it's so gross. 14 states have blocked the sale of federally legal Delta 8 THC. And, I'm sure uh, they would just jizzing all over themselves for that. Yeah, just sucks. Uh, and my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight is that 23 new weed laws took effect in South Dakota this week. Whoa! Yeah, we've been over them all, so I'm not going to you know, give you a snore fest, but seven <sighs> of them apply directly to possession and use, and the rest deal with defining and regulating the industry. Cool. Yeah, I remember the signing ceremony last week. Yeah, there's been a lot over. of bills signed in recent times. Yeah. That's all. Nice. Good read. Catch up on these two boosts that snuck in Woo-hoo. while we were behind the curtain. Uh, 33, 333. That's five threes from C Dubs. Thanks, C Dubs. Who says, uh, this comes in, by the way, from uh, Boost CLI. Uh, and he says, Fountain Leaderboard is for noobs. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, settled. <laughs> that's what uh, C Dubs says. He throws it down. 3333. 33, 33. And then I have a 3333. 33. That's four threes for you. Uh, this coming out of uh, Boost Clit. All right. And he says, This is from Servo. He says, huh, Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. That He's commenting view. on our view. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 It's like they just yeah. have to make yeah. noises yeah. constantly. Yeah. 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 God, so annoying. Talk shows. Yeah. Mainstream TV talk shows. Podcasts are great. Yeah. The ones I listen to, at least. (laughs) No doubt. Well, you know what else is great? This thing we like to call the metal moment. Oh, yeah. We take a little break for some metal. And uh, the Rev Cybertrucker hits the brakes to pull over and deliver us a metal moment. Week after week. Bowl after bowl. That's right. Uh, So here's this week's installation of your metal moment. In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. What do Mudvayne, Nothing Face, Damage Plan, and Pantera all have in common? They've all got members, 
in Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah is a supergroup that comes out of Texas, and their first album, Hell Yeah, produced one of their best tracks, Hell Yeah. So here's Hell Yeah from Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah. Oh, Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah! Yeah, to the power of three. Hell yeah. Fuck, I, I can't think of anything that would uh, not get you jazzed up more than that. To pick up your phone call at 816-607-3663 and uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, first time that you ever went on a road trip. Yeah, it's the easiest way today. to contribute value. It is. It's one of the things. And uh, we didn't even talk about it earlier. So I know. People uh, didn't know what the first time I ever yeah, you haven't been properly programmed. What you have to do is flip out your phone and call eight one six six zero seven three six six three and the play of force will Yeah. Bull after bowl. What was that boy? Hell yeah. What are you boiling over there? <laughs> uh yeah no call us out uh call us up you can even text <laughs> us if your voice shy don't call us out we know we're retarded <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> we have power outage okay everything's a little fucky yeah <laughs> um but yeah this caller called us you want to hear his call i want to hear the call and the I'm caller it. i'm calling it up right now you are staying dangerous hell yeah by listening to bowl after bowl with sir spencer and dame delorean However, it'd be Chris for Battles. And uh, I realize I have not left a vocal mail in in a few episodes. Yeah. So we're going to play a little bit of catch-up. Okay. Not mustard, but catch-up. Catch-up, All right, so we got 170. Episode 170 was bought something with Bitcoin. This is a long, complicated story. And it's pretty much the first time I ever did it was, well, you know, it's on spelled backwards. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, okay. haven't got into that. The wife and I are doing the Save Ramsey thing, and I'll we're put it in uh, Spanish working for on you. trying to get or working nope. on getting like six months worth of uh, savings, sort of thing. So that's our financial goal, and right now, so that's what we're all focused on. And you know, but uh, yeah, probably get into a little podcast and stuff and fountain app and whatnot. But there's anyway, uh, one seventy episode one seventy, the book I am currently reading. I think this was for uh, Paul or the, the the book guy. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, Sir Paul. that's uh, Just Jones by Andy Andrews, and yeah, I like all his books. So I have them all so far. 
But anyway, ironically, though, even though it's a really, really good book, I've probably been reading it for over a year because I used to be in the habit of reading like a book a month and then two books a month, and I just completely got out of habit and got to get back into that. So, But, yeah, I am reading that, and I'll have that finished soon. And we'll just do uh, episode 172 and then call it quits for this vocal mail. Uh, an effed up roommate. Never actually had an effed up roommate. Uh, Lucky. My last roommate was uh, you know what that means. Yeah. Was actually my <laughs> sister-in-law's brother. So it's pretty cool, actually. Kind of joked about like the uncle or the the nieces are going over to the uncle's house just because we we're both the uncles to them. But anyway, huh. uh, yeah. So it's actually pretty cool. Uh, I, mean, I guess you could say effed up as far as uh, coitus. You know, I mean, my wife. You know, but uh, anyway. All right. So. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. Thanks, Christopher Battles. Yeah, I love you. That was a good rundown. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can answer the first time I ever at any point in time. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, you can do retroactive ones. Catch up on them. Um, but you know what we say about if you weren't experiencing the uh, fucked up roommate. That means you were the fucked up roommate. Yep. Dangerous. Danger. Yeah, well, he stays dangerous, so. That's true. He lives dangerously, he stays dangerous, so there you have it. There you have it. This next caller's pretty dangerous, I'd say, on the danger scale. Hey, bowlers. The first time I ever took a road trip is actually uh, the first time that uh, uh, my partner in crime has uh, also taken a road trip, hasn't it? That's See, right. Gonna... Yeah, so. See? Without parents, oh. anyway. No, without parents. Double or, danger. Yeah, I mean, the, the farthest I went before that was uh, moving up to Washington State from uh, from California uh, way back when. Uh, well, yeah, and this one was another move, it turns out, of course. Uh, but yeah, we're going across the country. We got to, yeah, we got to, we, we, we made a lot of stops along the way too, didn't we? We did. We, we had a great time. And yeah, thinking about it, you know, I did actually move to Jersey for a short one year stint with my ex. Um, but yeah, that was the most epic road trip. I mean, we got to meet amazing people, Serendane Bemrose, and, you know, the, the Bolerinos themselves, Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean and the Wolfpack, awesome oh, people. Yep, that was that was fantastic. And yeah, and, 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 and Adam Curry and That's, Adam Curry, the yeah. Podfather himself. Yeah, that was a yeah that was a little bit of a that was a bit of a pause before we did that part of the road trip. But ultimately, yeah, we did. We, we, yeah, we we had to make a pit stop and actually do that thing called life, where I had to work for a week before we went to the meetup in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was yeah the the first real road trip I did was well basically moving across the country. It's exactly what I did. Nice. And ultimately culminated with coast to coast travel from the leftist coast to the right coast. Yeah, and then uh, back to the great uh, state of Tennessee. So, That's right. Um, so yeah, go Vols. Yeah, all right. Is there anything else we need to tell these uh, tell our our bowlers? Tune into the Lotus Effect Saturday at four p.m. Central, and then hang out for the after party. It's guaranteed to be a great goddamn time. Yeah, and it's episode thirty-three. I'm just saying. And it's Fonboy's birthday this coming Saturday. So Ooh. get your boost in. Get your Fiat Food. Fun coupons in. Boost us, bitch. He's going to be 49. Make something out of it, guys. Or hit us with some 33s. Peace. Phoenix out. Fun boy out. And everyone's like, ah, right. Cool. Kinky. Yeah. Right. Ah, Nice. Nice. Hell yeah. Big one. Big time. Magic number. There you have it. Coming up. Happy birthday. Happy birthday coming up. Yeah. Happy early birthday, fun boy. To figure something out. Oh, I'm going to figure this next caller out because we had a holler back. 
That is interesting. Oh, boy. You are still listening to Bow After Bow with Ding DeLorean and Sir Spencer. Um, real first road trip. Uh, my dad owned his own business, and and there's a lot of stuff where it's just be like kind of out of town, go out of town sort of thing, and could kind of tag along with him, get out of school, or we homeschooled here and there. And uh, so, yeah, a couple hours in the car, no big deal. Uh, the only real road trip I can think of is uh, one time we went back to Minnesota to visit to visit my pop's uh, aunt. Uh, who had, who was living back there. And we went to Minnesota and back in like a week. Uh, and, uh, to make it provide just really just for her. But, uh, I remember we, in one day we saw, uh, Washington Monument, or not Washington Monument, uh, uh, oh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we saw Mount Rushmore and, uh, Yosemite, I think it was. Yosemite, not Yosemite. Uh, oh man, I'm liking where Old Faithful is. Anyway, uh, Yellowstone. We saw both of those in one day. Nice. So, yeah, a lot of driving, and uh, I barely drove at that time. I think I was uh, about like 19 or something, 18, 19 or something, I guess, around that age. Um, but uh, parents drove most of the time. But yeah, so there's just a lot of a lot of driving and kind of pulling over in a parking lot sort of deal when we were driving out that way and yeah, uh, yeah. sleep for a few hours and uh, then just hit the road. So it's pretty much just to get out there to see her, yeah, to see the aunt, and uh, did a little thing, a few things on the way back, still to get vacation-wise. But, yeah, it's a, a, too, too many road trips. But, uh, you know, four, five, six hours, no big deal in the car. So anyway, just kind of grew up that way where some people are like, oh, man, an hour, two, three, that's a long time. Right. Like, okay, not a big deal. Anyway. Yeah. Just what you're used to, you know, sort of thing. But yep. uh, yeah. All right. Well, that'd be that. So already said it earlier, but you know, guidelines this. Love you guys. And and there's a P at the beginning. Paka. Paka. It's like Picasso without the O, without the so. Mm. Damn. You were so close. I was so close. <laughs> oh man. I remember my first road trip. Oh, yeah? Even though I was incredibly young. Yeah, Tell me about I it. I want to hear young. about it. I was probably only seven or eight. Um, yeah, and we drove all the way out to Massachusetts to see our family out there. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It was cool. It was like a three-day thing because we got hotels every step. And we like did the stops along the way. So we stopped in St. Louis for the first night. And we went to like the Science Museum and... They had this thing, you touch the ball and it makes your hair stand up and electrify and shit, you know, static weirdness. Yep. And my mom's hair was like all freaking standing way up and she had a bunch of hairspray in it so it was like zapping the shit out of her. <laughs> Dang. But it looked so good. Like hers was one of the best ones of everybody was doing it. So everybody wanted to take a pic, the picture of it. Ouch. <laughs> she was like, all right, I'm done with this shit. It's zapping me. Uh, we went to Indianapolis, I think was the next stop that we did. We uh, saw the Children's Museum there. The thing I can remember is a water-powered clock that was really cool. Then we did, I want to say Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. was the next thing. Um, it was either Hershey there or Hershey on the way back in Gettysburg. Like uh, we, we saw both of those on the way there and out. There and back, I should say. There and back uh, again. One of them on the way there, one of them on the way back. 
yeah, we saw a lot of like cool shit. That's awesome. All the way out and back. And then, you know, Mass is cool too. It's always interesting to like change the scenery radically and see other stuff and the ocean and the, the accent. Beaches <laughs> and everybody's like uh, at the potty. Yeah. That was the first time I did the, the Boston accent thing. Because I thought this guy kept on saying potty. Uh, like, <laughs> you got to go potty. Or like, we were at a potty. I'm like, this isn't the potty, man. Like, if you got a potty, just like go. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused about it. My mom explained he was saying party. It's like, they don't say ours up here. It's weird, but that's what it is. It's wicked weird. Fucking weird, dude. Bunch of fucking weirdos. Yeah, that was my first road trip ever, though. Nice. Well, my first road trip, dang, I guess, was to, uh, it was to Disney World in Florida. <laughs> I don't remember any of it, though, because I was like a wee three years old or four years old or something. Couldn't do shit at Disney World age. <laughs> so I guess that doesn't count. Uh, the first one, okay, then I road tripped out to Missouri to see the college. Mm, get a little tour. Yeah, I wanted to go to school for journalism, so I was like, hey, let's go to the best journalism school in uh, the world. Sessa, right on the brochure. Mizzou, yeah, right on the pamphlet. Yeah. Now they only offer Stratcom. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I think we broke it into three days. I think they've just f- firmly <laughs> defined what journalism is. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Strategic communication. The modern, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think we broke it into three days, and uh, there was probably a lot of antiquing, like those giant antique malls that start to pop up when you get to the Midwest. Yeah. And stopping for, like, old country buffets. Like the brass armadillo and the golden avocado and the... <laughs> yeah. Things like that. A spicy cactus or whatever <laughs> they got. Silver pineapple. I remember seeing my first tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah. And I saw my first armadillo. But it was roadkill. But I was like, oh my gosh, an armadillo in Missouri? I thought I had to be, like, way further out to see an armadillo. Nope. 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 We got them in here. Uh... The tumbleweed is like uh, pretty interesting. It can get really uh, weird just seeing one roll across the road. But the tumbleweave. I was just going to say what's more interesting <laughs> is the tumbleweave. <laughs> on a windy, on a good windy day in Midtown, you will spot a tumbleweave. That's right. Which is a whole nother level. Yeah. Of tumble. Man, I had a lot of road trips as a kid. Because especially with the East Coast, you know? Yeah. It's, every, it's like six hours to D.C. maybe. I don't know, six or eight, so I'd go there and all sorts of stuff. But my most memorable ones are with you. Ooh. But they weren't my first. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually, because we have seen both coasts a number of times. Yeah, there was also... Always on road trips. When you drove out to rescue me from the East Coast and we had just gotten Murphy and he shat in the back of your sob. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was in horrible. a blizzard. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Oh, well. Terrible, horrible. Opposite of this next caller, in fact. I almost forgot the call. Um, oh, shit. I'm glad you remembered. He's stoned. The first road trip that I ever went on, um, like 20, 21. I had to be 21 because we were drinking a little bit. Uh, but me and two buddies went and drove uh, on just a whim. <laughs> across Michigan when uh, gambling wasn't legal. You can go into Detroit. There's a Creek Town, Motor City, uh, and then an MGM casino in Detroit. Uh, but 
Before that, you had to go to uh, Native American reservations. And uh, there's one in the middle of the state that's called Soaring Eagle. And uh, it's quite a big uh, establishment because they have concerts and stuff there. Even. So they have quite a big uh, a big venue that they have there. Um, but, yeah, we went there, and then it was under construction. Uh, so <laughs> we walked into a, a part of it, and it was just, like, a bunch of, like, gray-haired ladies uh, pulling slot machines. Uh, it was, like, the nickel slots area. Nice. <laughs> and we're, like, where's all the, like, gaming tables and everything? And they're, like, oh, you came in the wrong area. you, you got to drive out and drive down and a little ways down and then – Everything's down there for right now, but uh, they were, like, remodeling. We had to go, like, complete opposite side of the building. Uh, and it was quite a, it's quite a big building still to this day. So, anyway, went there to gamble. I think I lost money. Yeah. Like, 200 bucks. That's how it goes. Stupid like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. In the boat. In the boat. <laughs> In the boat. <laughs> it's that hold a hit, boys. Uh, I bet this next car is holding a hit right now. First time I ever went on a road trip, my parents took me and my siblings, or my sibling, or my, my, just me and my sister, my brother would point it, uh, up a, a lovely drive up the West Coast uh, from the Bay Area, California, all the way through to Washington State. Mm. And we stopped and we ate a lot of seafood. I ate a lot of uh, oysters and things like that. And I ended up recreating that trip for myself when I was a little older, around, uh, I would say I was maybe 22 or 23. And I then went on a solo trip myself, and I kind of lived out of my car for about a week. And I I did a very similar trip. I went up to uh, the Canadian border and back. And that was a lot of fun. One of the most fun trips I ever had. I love road trips. I love driving. Me too. I love seeing new places. I love traveling this beautiful country that we live in. And I'm also, I'm planning a big road trip. My next road trip is going to be uh, in September of this year, in a couple of months. And I'm hoping and praying that I can see your beautiful faces. I'm I'm thinking about heading east. And uh, seeing a lot of the the Midwest and perhaps the South and perhaps, uh, you know, anything I can find. I'm planning a, a multi-week trip where I'm just going to hit the open road. Hell yeah. And maybe see a couple of uh, people, yourselves included. Uh, so uh, if you guys aren't doing anything in September, uh, maybe keep your schedules open. Dancing in September. In, say, Kickaboo, how are you? Nice. Uh, and all that. And maybe see some other people that I, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on, but I do know that I've slated two weeks out in September for me to hit that open road, baby. Wow, big fan of the show. Wow, great job. Uh, <laughs> I would never call you out, uh, but Aww, I will call you. Too sweet. So, uh, okay then. You call us anytime, Bye. baby. Bye bye. Yeah, you call anytime. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know when you're out here. Show up anytime. We'll call in sick for work or whatever the fuck has to happen. Probably won't need to, but, you know, whatever. We'll make it work. Exactly. We'll make it work. Just uh, let us know when, man. Say when. Uh, this next caller is saying something, that's for sure. 
Man, I've been on a lot of road trips. Let me tell you what. King of the road, boobery. Uh, most recently, <laughs> did the cross-country drive to North Carolina to see the family and did the episode with Metis and then came back in a day. In 2020, I did the uh, the most infamous drive out to Maryland to tear out all of the gear from the Cats tour that was finally closed. And that was like, that was my first true foray into the knowledge industry. And I realized, wow, there's like other shows that broadcast on this website. That's kind of crazy. Boggles the mind, doesn't it? Catching grumpy old Ben's live for the first time. I tried to call in that day. Tried to call in on that drive. (laughs) Uh, And then there is the amazing ride back, which is... A little, well, we'll just keep it to me in that trip. Heyo. Heyo. And then uh, there's a lot of moonshine involved, too, on that ride back. Uh, Nice. After I got back to the hotels, I found a nice little distillery up in the hills of Pennsylvania. Mm. Oh, my God. Shiny moons. Shiny moons. Drinking on that forever. I bought a lot. Um, And then there was eight years of doing uh, the touring stuff. Uh that was pretty consistent. That was basically one giant road trip. But even before that, we were doing the reenacting, which was doing road trips all in, up and down the East Coast for about six years. Um, and before that, for the longest time, we would do a month, monthly drive up to West Virginia where my grandmother's trailer was at. And we'd go see her, take care of the property. I mean, that was a consistent thing. Um but the very first road trip happened when I was before the age of one, and my mom decided that we were going to take a special little trip up to New Hampshire. And uh, basically, she ran off with me and disappeared for about a year. Whoa. And I was so young that I don't necessarily remember that trip. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. That sounds like uh, kind of fun. New Hampshire, mom. Sure disappear for a year just to like make it you know just have an interesting backstory he's going off the grid good for character builds character boob's got no social security number <laughs> he's going <laughs> off the grid oh my god well thanks callers for weighing in uh of course this is the difficult task now uh picking the next picking the next f tie including uh one i came up with stonedly at the end first time i ever ate at a hibachi grill Oh my gosh, you didn't even say that out loud. I didn't. No, I just wrote it down, but I didn't say it out loud. I don't know what. I can't remember what it reminded me of. We'll just go with it. You just want to go with it? Yeah, why not? You didn't want to hear more. Okay, I like that. That makes it quick and painless. Have you ever ate at a hibachi grill? Yeah, you know the place where they like chop the things up in front of you and set stuff on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make butter fry. (laughs) Japanese. Japanese steak ass, man. Yeah. They got all the jokes, yeah. Japanese marijuana, Japanese marijuana. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. let us know. First time you ever uh, ate at the hibachi grill, and now... uh... Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Well, the deaths of more than a thousand pigs led to a 33-year-old woman's arrest in Iowa. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Finally got the pig slaughtered. That was worse than that. Uh, sheriffs responded to a report of scores of dead animals and found these pigs in two different hog confinement sites in various stages of decomposition. Uh, this lady was hired to take care of them. 
And initially, she told authorities that someone else shut off the breakers that control electricity to the two sites. Hmm. Uh, you know, to like open the gates and stuff to let them go eat and drink. Yeah. Uh, but no, nah, they were just locked in there. So they had an animal specialist come in, and they determined that these pigs had been dead for at least a week. So then the lady changed her story and said, yeah, they were dead and I didn't know what to do. Oh, my God. Uh, so they had no, uh, no food or water. No food or water for those pigs. And you know how hot it's been. Rough. So now she's facing two counts of criminal mischief and two counts of livestock neglect. Criminal and mischief. That's such a weird one. That's what I thought, too. Like, like she's all there like, <laughs> yeah, no, the thing was, she wasn't out there at all. Right. So just go with the Seems livestock more like a neglect. neglect thing. Exactly. I did not understand the criminal mischief. Maybe for lying. I guess I the don't first know what time the definition around. of criminal mischief is. That's all right. Uh, but the estimated monetary loss of those dead pigs is more than 150,000 doll hairs. So. God damn. Yeah. Almost made the top 333, but put it on the lanes instead. A World War II-era boat emerged from the allegedly shrinking Lake Mead. I haven't seen it with me own two eyes. That's why I say allegedly. I see. It's uh, drying up. That's yeah. why they keep finding shit. Yeah, I know. I figure. <laughs> Dead bodies yeah. and the likes. Because you can walk into it now where it used to be. Water. No, I don't think it's that yeah. shallow. It is, yeah. The, that's that's really? the whole, yeah. Have you seen pictures? No, no, no. I did, well, I saw a picture of the boat. And the boat was still submerged halfway yeah. in water. Largest man-made reservoir in the United States. I did learn that. Though straddling Nevada and Arizona, held back by the Hoover Dam. Been, I remember talking about it a few bowls ago. It's been drying up step by step. Because they've been having a drought decades, for... But. They're on like an eight-year drought, right? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so the boat was 185 feet below the surface. Surface? The surface, yeah. <laughs> it's a Higgins boat, which was made in New Orleans. Between 1942 and 1945, and they deployed 1,500 them, of them on D-Day at Normandy. Damn. Yeah. So happy 4th. <laughs> it's perfect timing for that thing to emerge. Well, a woman in Florida brought a baby and drugs on a prison visit. <laughs> you can imagine how that ended. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a check-in process, you know? I got them mixed up. Yeah. Check-in process. Guards found three and a half ounces of coke and heroin. I she's mean, got like the... <laughs> she's got the drugs wrapped up in a little blanket. She's trying to sneak the baby in, in her butt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I've messed it up. I thought... I pictured more of like the babies in a blanket and they're like, that's kind of weird. It's awful hot. It's Florida. And then the drugs are like in the baby's diaper. Oh, how did those get there? Silly baby. Look at that baby. Got a problem. Baby's been talking to the other inmates, I guess. But after that check-in didn't go so well, they had a canine go out to her car and do a free air sniff. That's what they're calling a free air sniff. Not very free. A free air sniff. Yeah. Yeah, you got to pay for the air sniff, No. We like fresh air and we like our fresh air free. Nobody sniffs for free. (laughs) Well, anyways, the uh, dog, you know, alerted, as dogs do, and they found 24 ounces of coke and heroin. They didn't, uh, they don't break down, like, how much of each. Maybe it was mixed together. Don't know. No details. And, of course, very sadly, the baby was turned over to the Florida Department of Children and Families. Damn. As is what happens. Uh, But this was the grandmother taking the baby for 
a visit. So I'm not sure if she was visiting the baby's mom or dad, didn't say, or someone totally unrelated, but she what was charged mess. charged with a lot of things. Trafficking, bringing contraband into a correctional facility, child abuse and neglect. Putting and drugs on a baby. Possession of drug paraphernalia. No, I, I don't think, I think the drugs were on her person. Hmm. I don't think she put the baby up her butt. <laughs> that would have been a hell of a headline. I mean, you know they would have had fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going for a joke there. Well, it didn't really work. A Florida county's under quarantine, but not because of COOF. This time it's because of an invasive African land snail. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Get out, land snail. Oh. Yeah. This quarantine started on June 25th. They want to keep people from moving the snail or related items like plants and soil in and out of the area. Good luck with that. It's Florida. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hold Florida man and woman down. Uh, This is Pasco County, too. But this snail can grow to be seven inches long. Damn. Big old thing. That's huge. Yeah. And uh, they've had to eradicate it from Florida twice in the last 50 years. Keeps coming back. Yeah. So they say it's a danger to humans because it carries a parasite called the rat lungworm. Gross. Which is, uh, it causes meningitis in people. Not enough to just be a snail? You got to bring a worm along? (laughs) A lungworm. And not just any lungworm, a rat lungworm in a snail. Nasty. Yeah. And it uh, feeds off all different types of plants, and then it starts eating the paint off your house. Oh, my God. It starts eating stucco. Unacceptable. And it lays 2,500 eggs per year. So they're trying to act fast and get it the hell out of there. Yeah, they're going to have to smash them all. Yeah. Yeah, they're pointing fingers at a religious group (laughs) for uh, releasing them. You know, one of those groups that, like, eats the venom or whatever. Weird. Bunch of weirdos. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Crazy people in Florida. (laughs) Uh, A kangaroo has returned home safely after... A parrot freed it from its enclosure. This all happened in Louisiana. That's fucking teamwork. Yeah. Uh, these folks run a nonprofit called Bird Recovery International, which specializes in returning exotic wild birds to their natural habitat. Uh, they used to run a zoo, and that might explain why they have a kangaroo, because they don't really have anything else good to say since it's illegal to have a kangaroo as a pet in Louisiana, and I don't know if these people have a permit and the the associated press didn't know either so they probably don't they also didn't want to be on camera talking about it the mystery yeah but the kangaroo named baxter's home safe and uh the culprit they let him out with a parrot named thor there you go yeah thor strikes again yeah in virginia a man won two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the lottery using numbers he saw in a dream Very nice, very based. Ugh, if only my rememories were so good. It was all a dream. Yeah, you want to hear what the winning numbers were? What? 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, with a bonus ball of 19. You gotta be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Holy fuck. And four people got those numbers. So, the million dollars was split four ways. That's crazy. But yeah, he had a dream and (laughs) it's a good thing he listened. Gotta pay attention. Oh, yeah. There it goes. But then I wake up and I don't remember because I... <laughs> I'm almost always being talked to by number? a kid. 69, 69, <laughs> 69, 69. Yeah, that's, that's right. 
or 33 or 11. That's so weird. Uh, a woman's beach bag burst into flames after it was left in the sun on vacation. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks that the button, the metal button on the tote got so hot that it started burning the material around it and then just caught on fire from Shit. them. Yeah, maybe. But others have speculated it could have been her water bottle inside acting like a magnifying glass. Oh, it could. Yeah, could happen. Yeah. Don't know. But it was just a cheap bag she bought from one of those fast fashion fuckers. Yeah. You know. In India, a baby was born with four arms and four legs and is being hailed as a miracle of nature. Spider baby. Well, of course, they. a lot of people in India believe she might be the reincarnation of the goddess Lakshmi, who rules wealth, fortune, power, and beauty. Um, but the medical condition is called polymelia, and unfortunately, these arms and legs are like a growth out of her stomach, and they're unusable. They don't move. Oh, like, weird. They're just hanging there. And what likely happened is that there was a conjoined twin yeah. that did not make it. I knew that was coming. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Like, if they moved, if you had four functioning arms and four functioning <laughs> legs. pretty badass. Wow. Evolution. Still, <laughs> in India, cool. you kind of have like a, I'd, I'd say they have like the, the best outlook on all of that, you know? Yeah. Thinking she's the reincarnation of a wonderfully powerful, beautiful goddess. Yeah, like thousands of people will pilgrim to her. Yeah, her life. Yeah, she's blessed already. It's awesome. Here they'd be like, oh, oh cover her with a blanket. Get that off. Don't tell your family about this. <laughs> the freak. Oh well. A new crab species was discovered, and they're covered in hair. Whoa. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It disguises itself in hair that it scrapes from other species <laughs> and things around. I'll post it in the chat. It's like a wig crab? It's in the show notes. Yeah, it's got like a, a coat, a hair coat so that it can hide. And, what uh, the fuck? Yeah, it's freaky. It's, it's like, like a, a hermit crab. crab. It's like a hermit crab, but instead of being in a shell, it's got a coat of hair. Or Stolen fur. hair? <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, it's, you know. The fuck is going on? I don't know. It's like that hockey mascot a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? No, but. Fuck, I don't know. Big fuzzy Muppet things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They even named it Lamarck Dromia Beagle. And the beagle is a shout out to Darwin. (laughs) Anyways, it was discovered in Western Australia, so we probably won't ever see one. No, they got the weirdest animals over there. Yeah, they do. Fucking emus. (laughs) Spiders that'll eat you alive. And finally, a camper woke up at two in the morning to a crab wielding a knife. Oh, Jesus. Trying to get in his tent. <laughs> hey, give me all your money. Yeah. Dude's a Michigan native living in Japan, and he set up his tent on the uninhabited Komaka Island in Okinawa. So I was like, man... You'd set up in the wrong place. The creatures are upset with your human presence. Clearly. And so he took a video. He's like, what the heck? And then he manages to just take the the knife out of the crab's claw (laughs) and walk away. The crab backs up and he backs up. But that would freak me the fuck out. That's for sure. Being woken up at 2 a.m. by a crab with a knife coming for me in my tent. Terrible way to start the way, a terrible way to die. For real. Start the day. God damn it. Yeah. Well, it's the best way to end the day right there. Oh, yeah. 
Thanks for hanging out, bowlers. What a great time. Another great bowl. Wrapped. Cashed. In the stack. Join us next week. Next Tuesday. We will be bowling another one. Um, may or may not have a Bulls with Buds in between. It's still up in the air. It's unconfirmed. So uh, keep your eyes peeled on the Fediverse for that. We will be tooting it out uh, if it comes to fruition. But hey, even if we bowl with Buds or we don't, you know, I'm either way going to be Sir Spencer, Wolfkin City. Yeah, and I'll still be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. for the value for value. Do you know how bad you sound? You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Take you a nap. You gonna wanna hit me so damn bad in my mouth. You can't. That's why his body fell apart. Bowlafterbowl.com Bowl after bowl dot com.